Welcome to a new episode of Open Your Toys Cast. That's right. After almost a year, or I think more than a year and a half, we're finally posting a new episode of Open Your Toys Cast. This is episode 93. I am Slick McFavorite, and uh, you'll you'll quickly notice that uh, we are absent one Mrs. McFavorite. Uh, she uh, will join us eventually, maybe for a special episode, but this is actually going to be a reboot, a, 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 a evolution, I guess, as you would put it, of Open Your Toys cast. So if this is your first episode, this is the podcast dedicated to the four greatest action figure franchises of the 80s in all time, and those are, in no particular order, G.I. Joe, Transformers, Star Wars, and Masters of the Universe. Um, if you're a long-term listener, a long-term listener, uh, you know me. I'm Slick McFavorite, um, but I have some of uh, some of my good friends and some of my and some people that are growing to be my good friends. And this is going to be the new team that is going to be bringing. Open your toys cast to you. So instead of being a husband and wife team that like to talk shit about toys, we are going to be a round table of, I think, what everybody is uncomfortable with calling themselves experts in uh, each one of these franchises. So uh, I'll start with the franchise, introduce the new team member, and then you guys just tell our listeners a little bit about you. So, um, We'll start with uh, Mr. Mike Lyons, Sage 66, or it's Swage 66. Yep, Swage 66. All right, That's my sir. And handle. representing Transformers. Why don't you tell the tell the crowd? Yes, <laughs> collecting. Yeah, I've been collecting off and on since 2003, and basically in 2010, uh, I went hardcore, balls deep into everything awesome about Transformers. <laughs> toys, 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 masterpiece, third party, all that shit. Bye. Bye. Nice. nice. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see, Roger, and I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce your last name. No, it's not uh, worth it, man. <laughs> uh, Roger is representing GI Joe. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Hey guys, it's good to be back. I did uh, me and my friend Dave. We did uh, Guys with Toys podcast. 
you probably remember us from there. Um, yeah, I've been collecting G.I. Joe since 81 and on. I'm still collecting to this day. I'm pretty knowledgeable about what's going on with it. And yeah, I hope to be on this podcast and talk about toys. Nice, nice. And uh, somebody that could be equally considered for the G.I. Joe position. But on our podcast, he will be representing the Star Wars side of things. Mr. Dave Draper. Hi. Uh, I, I've been collecting Star Wars since 1978. And uh, there was a brief brief hiatus for high school and college. Um, it's just something that, that I've loved my whole life. Uh, I, I'm, I love the vintage stuff. I love the new stuff. I'm a little stronger on the, on the vintage stuff because there's less of it. But, and I'm, uh, you know, I got like, what, a couple more weeks before I can finally get back on the internet? So, uh, <laughs> you anticipating that. Re, re-following all my friends on Facebook. So, <laughs> the, Dave, December 18th. <laughs> And uh, and that voice was uh, actually somebody that's been on the show before. Uh, Mr. Been on your show Burn. or were you on our show? I know you've been on our no, show a couple of times. I've been oh. on your show. You haven't been on ours, but Vern has oh, been okay. on oh, ours. My bad. <laughs> uh, Vern and I uh, hung out during uh, Star Wars Celebration Five out in Orlando. So I, I'm on this I'm on this uh, pattern here. So I went to Celebration One, <laughs> then I went to Celebration Five. So I figure Celebration Ten will be the next one. Sweet. And uh, so yeah, Vern Phillips. He'll be representing the uh, most powerful man in the universe. Yes, I love a man in a loincloth and a bare-shirted, bare-chested barbarian, but. Um, Seriously, I, I have been, uh, I don't want to say in love with He-Man, but ever since the first time I've ever saw him, um, there was something about the way he looked that just drew me in. And uh, uh, I've been heavily collecting uh, probably since 95, 94 Masters. And then I guess when they relaunched, you know, the Classics line in 07, that's when uh, I really went, went batshit crazy over them. Um, it's been uh, it's been great to see that franchise, uh, especially in the last couple of months, just be like uh, reju- you know rejuvenated with uh, you know so much new stuff coming out. So um, I'm excited to you know uh, give my opinions and views on things and and learn from you guys because really I'm the rookie of the bunch, you know. So I'm uh, I'm ready to go. Nice, nice. Well, welcome, guys. So, like I say. I know this might be a big change for a lot of people. Um, I actually personally loved our old format. Uh, as I as I approached these guys to put together this uh, uh, super friends group, uh, <laughs> uh, I told them. <laughs> I, I told them. Basically, Mrs. McFavorite just felt like she could no longer constructively uh, contribute to the podcast because, uh, as anybody that's listened to the show knows, uh, 
even way back three, four years ago, we, we were running out of space. I wasn't getting toys sold. And hey, four years later, same position, just <laughs> a lot less a lot less space than I had four years ago. And then when you add her drinking alcohol into the factory, it probably it, you know, it increases her aggravation towards you. <laughs> Some of the best the best show I ever did on my show was with her and uh, Slick Run and she was hammered. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was hard enough for her. She, before we, or when we met, she was really introverted. Um, I kind of broke her out of her shell a little bit, but it was hard for her to even talk on our show. And then she would go on other shows. Like she did, uh, she did uh, What's on Joe Mind, the wives of What's on Joe Mind show and that kind of stuff. And she would have to get blasted to be on any other show just because she'd be so nervous and her anxiety would be so high. So those those guest appearances really made for <laughs> funny podcasting. <laughs> um. So cool. Uh, and, and I guess because we'll be referring a lot of new people that start the show, this will be a great milestone to point people at, hey, you want to see what the new Open Your Toys cast is about? Uh, my name's Slick McFavorite. That's, uh, that was the porn name I came up with <laughs> when I was a teenager and uh, thought that would be perfect for my toy persona. Um, been collecting... Uh, since uh, episode one, 1999, uh, a hunt for a Darth Maul uh, kind of brought me to the game. Uh, would just buy things here and there, uh, really focused on these four franchises, the, the ones I grew up and I really loved. And uh, 2006, we got married. We put iPods on our registry as a joke, and we got them. Um, I discovered podcasting back then, um, some great shows, uh, some that aren't around anymore, things like TF Wire, um, uh, uh, G.I. Joe uh, Review, um, some that are Star Wars Action News, things like that really introduced me that really introduced me to that, hey, there's community involved in toy collecting and there's fan sites and boards and back then you know there was maybe 10 toy podcasts if you searched itunes i i wouldn't even want to know if i put action figure in itunes right now how many shows it would pull up uh now almost 10 years later uh but uh once i found the communities I, I came into a little windfall um, and I just went absolutely crazy. And now, and now um, I am certified, certified uh, toy insane. I think, I think it's an addiction. You know, I know I have a problem. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've admitted it. Uh, That's the first step. That's the first step. Exactly. I've just it, that second step has been like four or five years coming, unfortunately. <laughs> so, um, so that's kind of me. Uh, if you want to kick it with us, uh, you can find our uh, blog and, and all of the uh, shows we post at OpenYourToys.com. 
We have a Facebook at facebook.com slash openyourtoyscast that you can go like the show there. Uh, you can subscribe to RSS if you want to uh, get each episode downloaded to your favorite podcast listening device. Uh, there's a link to subscribe through iTunes if you're an Apple person. Uh, I'm not sure if we're still on Stitcher Radio. I don't know if they actually like say, oh, you haven't put out a show in a year and a half. We're going to discontinue your feed. Uh, but it will be interesting once we post this to see if it posts to Stitcher or not. Um, lastly, the way we always love to hear from you, we want to hear your, your beautiful dulcet tones. We have a voicemail. You can give us a call at 720-235-TOYS. That's 720-235-8697. All right. So now we're going to, uh, before it used to just be a couple of us throwing out a, a Twitter or a Facebook, um, but now I have a feeling we have uh, uh, quite a few different ways to contact the members of the team. So, Dave, where can people find you? Um, I, I guess ToyWorldOrder.com is our website, uh, me and uh, Jason Duvall. Um, and we have a group on Facebook, but it's a, it's a, a kind of a membership thing that you gotta gotta not be a bot or someone selling cosmetics but otherwise we're pretty good about letting in but yeah i mean toyworldorder.com or the toy world order fan group on facebook perfect, perfect. i am I'm elusive <laughs> i was gonna say i know you have a facebook but is that not really for fans or listeners is it, that is, it is sort reserved? of like i i kind of regret i know a couple people like early on we're doing like a separate one for their personality and then a, and then a personal <laughs> one and I thought, boy, those people are pretty full of themselves. And now I'm kind of like, <laughs> now I'm kind of regretting not going that route, you know, because it's it's uh, I do have a Facebook page, but I, I really at this point, I'm trying to keep that to people I actually know. Um, every year I go, I'm just going to purge everybody and I haven't done it yet. But <laughs> it, it really it really is more of a personal thing. I mean, I, I or I use it as a personal thing. Good and I and I expect people to respect that. So, um, but yeah. So if you need to get in contact with Dave, just let us know or uh, smoke signals or <laughs> yeah. you know telegraph or something. <laughs> the Union. odds that you need to get in contact with me are probably amazingly <laughs> low. <laughs> All right, Roger. Where can we find you, sir? Well, you can get me on Facebook. You can get me under my real name, which is Roger Bolu. Uh, it's pretty boring on my Facebook page. I might be doing the Facebook persona scenario. Uh, Twitter, I uh, haven't been on my Twitter accounts forever. I might have to start a new one. So maybe by next show, I'll actually have like some addresses and stuff you guys can contact me through. But for now, just go through the the open your toys. Yeah, uh, so that's that's one way, I guess. Um, I assume I, I assume everybody on the podcast actually likes the show on Facebook. <laughs> um, so you should, should oh, see Oh, shit, I unfriended you guys. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, Swage, what about you, sir? You can find me pretty much anywhere. Uh, mostly I do everything kind of cross-platform. Like I'll post one thing everywhere. Uh, but I generally try to go with Instagram and Twitter, and all you got to do is look up at Real Robot R E E L E D Robot, and also same thing on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Real Robot. 
And on Twitter, it's pretty much the same, except you're going to put an underline between Reeled and Robot, and there you have it. I'm all over the place. I basically just kind of stick to doing photography and some commenting on stuff that I get in. Nothing too hardcore. I'm not the uh, number one news source. I leave that to uh, the big websites and Dame Jock on Facebook. So <laughs> you're just stuck with my my little create creative babblings of pictures. <laughs> but I'm always welcome to interaction and all of those sorts of things. So talk some shit. Come at me. Come at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Vern. Uh, you, sir. Basically, for me, I mean. Um, you can reach me on Facebook at uh, you know facebook.com slash Vern Phillips. Um, as far as Twitter, Instagram, just about any other social media outlet, I mean, even my PlayStation Network name is Vans28Skate. That's like V-A-N-S-28-S-K-8, like the shoe. And if you type that in, that's going to be just about anywhere you go. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. Um, perfect. Uh, and so me, uh, you can reach me on Twitter is primarily where I'm at, um, at Slick McFavorite. Uh, Facebook is, uh, facebook.com slash open your toys. Uh, because the day they released vanity URLs, we were camping <laughs> and believe it or not, two hours into the time where you could claim a vanity URL, 10 years ago or nine years ago, somebody had already taken Slick McFavorite. Damn. So that kind of, yeah, I was a little pissed about that. That's, like bullshit, man. <laughs> That's just good for being popular. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I couldn't get Slick McFavorite on YouTube either. So <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. Uh, I had to, it's open your toys on YouTube. Um, but those are primarily where I'm at. Uh, I'm, I'm not really big on socials. Maybe I will uh, get back into it now with the show. Um, but you can DM me or message me or post on the Facebook page and I'll, I'll eventually see it. Um, just may not be right away. All right. Now to Mrs. McFavorite and I's favorite part of the show, which we will be continuing. Um, what are we drinking? Um, and I'll, I'll go first. Uh, just because I'm very happy with my choice today. <laughs> uh, this is uh, this is Shiner, uh, i.e. Shiner Bach, uh, Holiday Cheer. And it says, just for you, enjoy the gift of holiday cheer. Tis the season for cheer. Happy holidays from the Little Brewery in Shiner, Texas. We hope you enjoy your Shiner Cheer, an old world Dunklinweizen. Brewed with Texas peaches and roasted pecans, the malty flavors of this dark wheat ale are enhanced through the use of malted barley and wheat. And, some German word I'm not going to try to pronounce, ensures a smoothness that makes the subtle peach and pecan flavors all more satisfying. May your days be merry and bright and your shiner be cold. Pose it. <laughs> Is that right? Is anybody? I, I'm even part German. I don't think it's prosit. I think it's prosit. Okay. Prosit. <laughs> 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 All right. So uh, I'll just do it. The kick it with us order. Uh, Dave, what are you drinking, sir? Uh, I am drinking diet cherry coke. Hey, you gotta love that. Yep. <laughs> 
<laughs> Roger, now you had to you had to stop the show. Yes. Yeah, everybody everybody got put on hold while you ran upstairs to get your drink. What are you drinking? Mine sir? is a delicious Okanagan apple cider. It's called Broken Ladder. It's basically like a strongbow yet a little bit sweeter. Now, we're talking alcohol, right? Yeah, it's an apple cider, man. It's a dry cider. Okay. Oh, hey, there's apple cider that doesn't have booze in it. Really? Oh, yeah. Not in Canada, yeah. Man. There's cider, there's alcohol, <laughs> and that's how we roll. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So now, does your bottle have a cool description on it? Not really. It's pretty the... boring. It's more or less, we grew some apples, we added some alcohol, get drunk. <laughs> Fair enough. Right. I'll, I'll do what I'm told. <laughs> Swage, you, sir, drinking anything fun? Currently, I have decided that uh, to open every show, I'm going to dine with the finest flavors of the blood of my fallen enemies. <laughs> and later, I will be dabbling in some uh, Bacardi 151 and oh. some, Coca- some Coca-Cola. Yeah, good so, Top shelf, my friend. Top shelf. Yes, indeed. Um. Burn, sir, what are you drinking? Well, since this is our first cast, I'm going to do a little celebratory drink here. Um, I am having a concoction of rumple mints and fireball whiskey. They call it fire and ice. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with rumple mints, but it's like a German style liquor. It's like 100 proof. So um, if I drink what I have here and I start talking about dildos and everything else, I'm just warning you guys ahead of time and apologizing. <laughs> <Sweet>. <laughs> Just giving you so <laughs> it'll still be a toy podcast. Yeah, I mean, it works. Uh, I, yeah. I, I might have a completely different review by the time this 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 show ends. <laughs> um, okay, so so fire and ice. So it's like so. Rumplemints is a peppermint, a uh, hundred proof peppermint snobs. Yes, and the fireball whiskey is like a um, cinnamon. Yeah, it's like so, cinnamon. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a cinnamon whiskey. So together, it's it's pretty potent, but uh, it's got a, not a bad taste. I mean, oh, I see. You're mixing. Yeah, you mix this like drink. a yeah, it's like a yeah, it's a mixture, and they call it fire and ice. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. Well, Rumplemints is what I uh, grew up on. Yeah. Like that was my in high school when it's uh, when it's in high school is so much easier to get weed than it was alcohol. <laughs> When you got alcohol, rumplements is what I got. Yeah, I've uh, lost many a night to rumplements. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Swage. I know you said you were having a delay. Your 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 uh, quality got really good right at the end of your. Uh, what are we drinking? Are you are you still on a delay? Well, I asked because like the like after I joined. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, a couple of things, and it seemed like everyone got quiet for about one and a half to two and a half seconds, and then it was like, it seemed like you guys reacted like you finally heard it. So I didn't know if it came in weird or what exactly was going on with that. It, at least speaking, you don't seem to have a delay. Okay. You, you know, you seem to be speaking, and your quality is like ten times better. Yeah, it's better now, now than it was when we first started. You almost sound like a robot there for a little bit. Huh. Okay. Yeah, because I haven't heard anything. Um, I or I haven't seen anything change or anything on my side. Everything seems okay. So I don't Sweet. know. Well, 
I I only ask because we're going to take a break to troubleshoot some stuff if we needed to, but I think we are good to roll. Um, So let's go ahead and get into the show. Uh, First up, as always, is Con News, um, covering not quite a bit, but um, surprisingly enough, the club's already announced uh, (laughs) both of their cons, and we have some news about them. Uh, So first up, BotCon. This is in uh, Lexington, Kentucky this year, uh, April 7th and through the 10th. So it's actually going first this year, whereas uh, JoeCon is usually about this time. Um, So considering everybody, I'd say it sways you would be the you and me would be the only ones that even might attend uh, (laughs) any, any interest. I assume you're skipping it kind of knowing your views on things. You know, this one is actually really close to me. And Uh, while I may not be the biggest fan of fun pub, (laughs) I'm always a fan of a good time. For example, I got to go this year. This was my first BotCon this year. I drove out to Chicago with a friend of mine you may know brad and it was a killer fucking time killer now that has nothing to do with anything fun pub did necessarily other than have the show um but you know just because you're not interested in the exclusive figures they offer or things of that nature it's still an awesome way to just go somewhere with a bunch of kick-ass people and meet new people and that's what i'm all about you know i like to meet anybody and anybody that's interested in the same kind of things I am. So I'm, I'm, I'm basically trying to plot a way to get there without having to spend the money like a, like an attendee, like I did this year. That's a heavy investment. Um, so it's, and you know, it's within two hours of me. So I'm kind of like, I feel like an idiot if I didn't go, you know what I mean? Cause it's so close and there's going to be, you know, quite a few people that I know going and plus the potential to meet, you know, who knows, I mean, I know, you know, like artists and voice actors and all these kinds of people, you know, you're bound to run into someone just, you know, on on a whim. And to me, that's the kind of cool experience you're going to get other than being able to see the pants and see the room and that, you know, that sort of thing. So I'm, I'm probably going to go out to, to find my, my gang. You know what I mean? I got to find my crew so that we can plot everything in a, in a way that's feeble for us monetarily. Well, and I know uh, I know the Shattered uh, Shattered Glass crew. Uh, this is their thing. Um, does Brave do bot cons? Actually, I <laughs> I met Brave at BotCon this year. That was the first time I actually oh, met him in okay. person. Um, and yeah, I mean, the major online retailers are going to be there in full force, and you know, which that doesn't that's not something I usually go for. Uh, but generally I've met a lot of people that are in their crews and they, they're actually some of the coolest people you get to meet. Obviously, you know, me and Braver are, are cool. And, you know, I mean, I've met people from basically any other retailer you can think of. And, you know, everybody's always in basically a good mood everybody's happy. Everybody's surrounded by toys. So it's hard to have a a bad time. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Well, and I think uh, I think Dave can attest to this, too. Like if you didn't feel the need or the want to do the exclusives at the club shows, 
those shows would be great. I mean, the dealer rooms, the panels they have are amazing. So if you didn't feel the need to get the box set or all the exclusives and you cut out the, you know, seven hours in line that that constitutes and and the cost that that constitutes. I mean, Fun Pub really does a good show. I think most people just have a problem with the exclusives, how expensive they are, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, and there, and there seems to be a general confusion that if you want to go to BotCon that you, you have to buy these expensive-ass packages. And that's it's not the case. It's just that they're so heavily advertised because they get so much revenue, they, they push them. But, I mean, a lot of people think, oh, you've got to spend 500 bucks on a box set. And that's really not the case. I mean, it, it's an option, and it, it's all-inclusive, and it saves you a lot of time in certain ways. Mm -hmm. Basically, if you don't get the Primus package, yeah, you're going to have to pay for other things such as panels, that general admission isn't going to get you right off the bat, but you still have access to it, and you still have options to get it for you know much cheaper than 500 total. If you only want to see three panels the whole weekend, don't spend $500. You know, Spend the 20 bucks on general admission, and whatever the cost is to see an individual panel, it can't be more than, I don't know, maybe 20, 25 bucks for an hour, and, you know, boom, there's $100, and you're good, you know, <laughs> instead of five. So yeah, don't get caught up I, in, the, in the hype. You know, look. Make sure you look up all the options, and it's going to get confusing. But you know, especially if you're on the boards or Twitter or anything, you know, there's always somebody waiting to answer a question for you and help you out. Exactly, and and speaking of which, we have a link to the brochure that they've posted for BotCon already, so you can see all of your options. You can do if you don't want the toys, you can do a hundred dollar option that. Uh, get you into some of the exclusive stuff like on uh, Friday because general admissions are only on Saturday and Sunday, but they have panels on Friday as well. Um, so yeah, you definitely don't have to buy these toys, but you can still have access to probably, you know, maybe outside of TFCon, probably the best Transformers uh, uh, dealer room you know, all year. And then the panels, everybody knows I'm a panel guy. At these cons, I I do the toys and get those out of the way. And then boom, it's panels all day. I, I literally just do back to back to back panels at these shows. So, Hey guys, do they, um, I know I've read different stuff in the past, like the third party stuff. It's like, is it really frowned upon at, at something like you know like this? I know they, they've I've heard horror stories about how you know they won't let people sell stuff and, and things like that because that's that's a big thing in your guys' community, isn't it? Like you know accessorizing your figures and making them look like you know like the G ones and things like that. Swage, go ahead. All right, uh, this is this is a huge part of some of the announcements that are going to be coming up also in the show uh, as far as some of the news. Uh, but third party has been a touch-and-go subject for FunPub the past few years. Basically, three years ago, um, they basically said, look, this is our show, this is a Hasbro show, we're sticking to official product only. And at that time, third party had not been even a decimal point, basically, of where it is currently today. So, for example, uh, this year, 
hardline stance was, you know, told to dealers and such. Cause I actually, um, I split a booth with someone cause I also sell on the side. Um, it was no third party on the floor, you know, play, you know, cut and dry. No questions asked really. Um, custom stuff, you know, it doesn't really fall under third party cause it's not mass produced, but by Sunday, uh, I know I had walked in and I saw a TF store, Toy Dojo, Big Bad Toy Store, and a couple other big retailers. They had figures. I had third-party figures out. And previously, before that, you might have caught like a, a third-party kit. So, for example, some third parties will make add-on kits, like you mentioned, where you get some guns or some hands. Right. You know, not a full figure. And they were kind of like, okay, whatever, because they don't use any logos. They don't use anything copyrighted. Full years though frowned upon. But by the third day, just like I had pretty much heard every other year, is, you know, the first day or two, they respected the wishes of Fun Pub. And then after that, they basically said, fuck it. Um, <laughs> so this year, though, is they've even put in their brochure uh, multiple times they cite a fully licensed product. And there's also some language in there for exhibitors, which basically says that you cannot sell third party. You cannot it in your room or you can face removal oh. how does that, sit? How does to, that you know, sit with the i'm sorry how does that sit with the collectors though i mean is that a bit like when you go to a con like that you know is that a you know being there and, and having you know everything centered around transformers is that a big thing people are going for when they go to a con like that for the most vocal uh-huh. online collectors this is a huge backlash point Okay, that's what I was wondering. This is something they are striking out against. To the general admission folks, they have no fucking clue what third party is, and they don't give two shits. Gotcha. Um, You know, they see it, and they go, what is that thing? Yeah. You know, and... Hardcore collectors, that's really an issue with them, is what you're saying. Yeah, Yeah. the hardcore guys, and usually, you know what I mean, and I'm I'm not pro or against, um, you know, BotCon or FunPub. I'm just like, whatever, but... It, it sucks for a lot of hardcore guys like me. Like, I'm going to go, probably. Uh, but at the same time, I'm one of the rare people that understands the business side, that this is their, their way of being territorial and protective of their brand. So I understand the party's not going to be there one way or the other. Um, but, you know, for hardcore guys that are into third party, and they still want to go to BotCon, you know, they're pissed, and it sucks for them. Um but How the are they going to know that it's in your hotel room, though? Or like, are they going to have yeah. like armed security walking up and down the hallways, well, making sure no one's carrying third party? Prior to this year, most of the online e-tailers uh, would advertise that they would have it for sale in their rooms. So basically, this year it's come down to you know you're not advertising that shit anymore, and if you do, you're fucking gone. That kind of thing. Um, are they going to be policing the hotels and things of that nature? I doubt it. I think they're basically just trying to get their online retailers or, you know, the guys that come in and just get dealer tables off the street um, to just be respectful and mindful of the fact that, you know, if you're if you're going to advertise that you're selling shit that we don't want here, we're going to make sure you understand well ahead of time that we're not going to put up with that shit. That kind of seems to be what I'm getting out of everything. Um, I have heard that Pete Sinclair um, was on another podcast recently, and he said, you know, it's not like we're looking for fans walking around with, you know, an item we don't approve of, and we're going to kick them out of the hotel room. It's more about the fact that 
we want retailers to be proud to sell a product and to advertise official product and to respect the fact that they're selling and they're getting to make their money at an official convention. So they shouldn't have to, you know, they, sh- they basically shouldn't advertise for something that they think hurts their brand. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, they, they put the language out there front and center and it was a little, a little vague in one way, but also because the language was visible to the public right away that, you know, third, that was supposed to be official and anything and that would be facing you know, some kind of consequence. People were like, oh, my God, they're trying to tell people that go to the show they can't do this and that. And it's not so much that. It's just that if you're going to advertise that you're selling unofficial product on their, you know, they're, they're paying for all these, these uh, block and, you know, things of that nature. So they're basically just saying, look, you know, be respectful of where you are and what we do. And there's no trouble kind of thing. That's how I take it. But a lot of people are freaking out thinking like if they're walking around with like a toy world Orion in the hotel somewhere that, you know, somebody's going to snatch them up and throw their luggage in the damn street. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it really came down to one of the, one of the larger uh, retailers at BotCon is captured prey. And, uh, and, two or three years ago, they really, they put on a campaign uh, and it was like 3PP or something like that, or 3PCP. And, and they were advertising everywhere. Like we won't have it on the floor, but every night in this room, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and then when you go to the show, there's bulletin boards. So bulletin boards have primarily been like for parts parties, that kind of stuff. Uh, once third party wasn't allowed, those bulletin boards really got taken over by even TF source, (laughs) you know, someone that big has had, had a suite. It wasn't their room. They literally got a suite where they would have all of their third party product and you could go there after the show. Funny enough, they TF source this year actually had a BotCon exclusive third party, (laughs) (laughs) which was the reissue of uh, Orion and Hegemon in a horrifically ugly color scheme (laughs) box set. (laughs) It wasn't bad. And for, if you're not Transformers people, uh, it's Optimus Prime and Megatron. And they released um, really good molds, really, really respected in the community. Megatron and, well, and the Optimus Prime are really hard to get. They did them in uh, Marvel comic colors. Is it Me- so. Megatron, the gun Megatron? Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead. Uh, so we've got links to BotCon and our brochure on there. Uh, JoeCon has also been announced. We don't have a brochure yet for it, but it is actually going to be in my neck of the woods. Uh, unfortunately, an hour and 20 minutes from my neck of the woods, which is really weird in a place, little town called Loveland, Colorado. It's uh, June 16th through the 19th. And uh, Roger might actually be joining me for that one. He might be That's staying. That's the plan, man. Back. I want to come down. Yeah. So Roger, if you didn't know, is in uh, British Columbia. So he's he's in uh, 
America's hat up there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you've you have you ever been to a U.S. con besides maybe possibly Seattle, right? Emerald Con. Yeah, Emerald Con's the only one I've been to. I've never been to a Joe Con per se. It's one of my bucket list things to do. Since it's yeah. somewhat close to you, I think like what the hell not? I'll come down and see you. I'll. You know, hopefully run into some buddies. I know my buddy uh, Danny Solar is going to be down there, so I wouldn't mind actually meeting him face-to-face. Uh, I'm part of the CoilCon as well, so maybe I'll run into my brothers there. I'd love to oh, meet definitely. Kurt again. Hey, you so, said you're part of CoilCon? You guys were just in my neck of the woods a couple months ago. Yeah, I'm Dayton. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm for, the Canadian for... president for the Canadian <laughs> chapter. Nice. Yeah. All right. For for all three of them, he's the president. Yeah, exactly. There's only three of us, and I'm the president. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would love. I mean, again, I will definitely be at this one for sure. So if anybody's wanting to do a Joe Con, would love to meet you there. Um, next up, and and one of the reasons why we talked about uh, talked about. Uh, the largest official convention because now the largest fan convention are drawing people like Swage was referencing people that are interested in third party and and maybe primarily interested in third party uh, TFCon which started in uh, uh, Toronto has now started putting on American cons and you also went to this year's TFCon right and it was it uh, Chicago or Charlotte this, I can't remember this year was in Charlotte North Carolina next year it's okay. going to be in Chicago okay and yeah they're they basically welcome you know any and every type of product. There were many, many third-party prototypes, test shots available, a very accessible environment. You know, I actually got to handle quite a few of the test shots and prototypes, which is, you know, that's not a real common thing for the average collector. And, um, yeah, real good show. And they had, you know, quite a few panels. They have official artists, official voice actors. I mean, it's a legit experience it's it's definitely not fan run in the sense that they just have you know they just ask a bunch of people to show up it's extremely professional very top-notch and it's it's pretty impressive i mean if you consider the talent that they will to garner and get year after year not only in toronto but now in the states uh it's you know it's a banger for sure Yeah, and this year, so this is the uh, Toronto one that's happening next is uh, July 15th through the 17th uh, in Mississauga. I actually did a website <laughs> for Mississauga. Ontario. Mississauga. Mississauga? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, actually, I wanted to ask, while we're talking about these cons, um, because because there's third party GI Joe figures, correct? Uh, acid acid yes rain, no. Oh, acid rain, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now is that considered and then, third party, uh, and is that available at JoeCon? Um, I don't remember seeing any this year. I don't really consider it, it. It's a little different because you know you can't really trademark the military, and 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 acid rain is kind of its own thing with with transforming mech suits. Uh, I mean, it, it's sort of like with with GI Joe, you have lines that sort of 
horn in on the racket, but you don't have like like with third party you get like, you know, Rodimus Prime or you guys were talking about Orion and Megatron. You you don't get that with Joe. You don't get like a third party Baroness figure or a third party, you know, yeah, you know, a uh, rattlesnake Duker. commander or whatever, yeah. you know? Right. But do you think that's a possibility? I mean, just curious because I, I know when, when I first heard about Acid Rain, I was intrigued because as a, as a kid, I was way more into G.I. Joe because that just happened to be what I got more of for presents. And when I saw that they had tr- vehicles that could transform and still hold a figure inside, that really per- you know that really piqued my interest. I was like, "Whoa, that's that's pretty fucking sweet." But then I saw the pricing, and I was like, <laughs> "Okay." <laughs> oh, this is from the guy that pays a hundred dollars for a Voyager Transformer. Hey, hey, it was eighty four ninety nine, and I got a three percent discount. Thank you very much. <laughs> but the difference there, though, is that it matches it matches you know quite a bit of canon. So, so it I, is. You so know, you're I'm you're buying it because of you're buying it because of the character, as opposed to the actual toy. Well, and I know obviously the toy part is important, the engineering. But to Dave's point is, you're buying it because of the character, not just because it's a transforming robot. It, it for me, it, it's not a toy. I'm gonna buy it. I mean, if it's money, I will. If I can flip it, but uh, for my personal collection, it's 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 way more heavy-handed toward if boy I actually like to to have and you know to handle and mess with. Um, but you know, the, the canon basically just makes it that much better for me. You know, if I'm not interested in the character, but I love the toy, I'm going to have it. If I hate the toy, but I love the character, I'm not going to have the toy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so probably the closest thing that would come to your uh, uh, to your and and actually I lost it. Who actually asked if GI Joe had third party stuff? Is Marauder John Gunrunners? Yeah. Does, yeah. So so they have their own figures, which which don't. They're not saying this is a Snake Eyes figure or this is a Duke figure or whatever. You can configure them that way. But probably the closest thing is Marauder John makes uh, reproductions of certain guns, but they're not exact reproductions. You know, so he'll he'll make a, you know, traditional sun bow laser rifle that might have come with uh like snow job but it's not like recasted so that is one of those real gray areas but again we're talking about something that's you know 50 cents does he as opposed to you know 80 dollars does he do a lot of joe stuff i know he does a lot of star wars you know there's like space captain pistol and you know space trooper rifle and then uh, my favorite, of course, is the uh, I don't remember what it's called, but it's it's like the you know xenomorph destroying pulse rifle, and I have like a ton of those. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't remember if he does a lot of uh, the actual Joe. I, I guess there are a couple that that look look like Joe weapons, but the Joe weapons were yeah. mostly based on real weapons anyway. So yeah, he exactly. does a lot of like real weapon stuff. He does a lot of uh, yeah. like the body suits and body armor and stuff like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, he has he has like you know a Cobra officer rifle, but you're right. All that is well, is that an AK-47. AK-47. Yeah, the yeah, Cobra exactly. stuff was AK-47 or the 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 Dragunov sniper rifle. So yeah, and yeah, and yeah. So it Hasbro doesn't own the rights to that. So no, and they've been set up. Every Jocon I've gone to, they've been set up. Um, it'll be interesting. That'll be one of the things I'm interested about this year. Is is because now they have the figures. Will they be selling those at next year's Jocon? That that's am, a, a question. I'm really curious about that too, I, because like I say, they don't they don't infringe. They're not trying, yeah, no. you know. That you can obviously take the way they configure a certain character, you know, and say, oh, he's wearing a balaclava and you know has this oh, yeah. pouch here. Or oh, something. yeah, yeah. You can but. you can absolutely do a Cobra officer or a Cobra soldier. <laughs> and with the next with the next set, that's the the Valkyries. There's a guy that's green and yellow. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You know, on the yeah. advice of our lawyers, we have never heard of the organization known as Hydra. Um. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so TFCon is also an option if you're a Transformers <laughs> fan. And that, that um, because I've done a bunch of Joe Cons and Bot Cons, TFCon is actually one of my bucket list items. Uh Probably not Toronto. Maybe if it was TFCon British Columbia, I would, so I could go see Roger or something. Um, but it's just way too east and north. But um, Chicago might be an uh, option next year for me, for sure. Good choice. Good choice. Um, let's see. So next up getting lost here oh uh just real quick so hasbro has trademarked uh cybertron con so uh transformer specific podcasts have been all abuzz of this what does this mean does this mean fun pub's gonna lose their con hasbro's gonna do an official uh transformers con in addition to theirs and Really, the answer is we have no idea. It is so cheap when you have an army of lawyers to trademark something. It is literally just a line item in a budget. Um, so there hasn't been any announcement. We don't know what this is, but hey, there it is, Cybertron Con. And the interesting thing is that this also ties into the license, the worldwide license that was given into City Neon, that corporation, who is now officially licensed worldwide to put up exhibits to make yeah. merchandise and all those things. So the timing has and, been a little precarious. And that and that's exactly right. Is, is could this possibly just be an exhibit? Uh, we get to in the news. We get to a Google Hangout Q and A um, that news sites were invited to uh, with the with the uh, Transformers team. So we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that in the news. Um, it, you guys have probably heard we're, we're having a little bit of technical difficulties, so uh, we're going to go ahead and take a break here. You'll get to listen to one of our infamous vintage toy commercials, um, and we'll be right back after these messages. And uh, if, for you on the team, 
that that have listened to this show, you know how we we. Why are you whispering? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we just end it with peace. So if you guys will just indulge me and give our listeners a peace, we would love that. Peace. Peace. All right. I was going to say one of four. There we go. All right, guys. We'll be right back. G.I. Joe against Cobra the Enemy. Don't let Cobra Commander get away. G.I. Joe! It's Cobra Commander! He's stealing our missiles! Well, get him, rock and roll! Here comes Grandslam! Still fights for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe! American hero! We saved the missiles, but you gotta get up early to catch Cobra. Cobra Commander and G.I. Joe figures and equipment each sold separately from Hasbro. All right. Well, I think we've got all of our technical difficulties taken care of, hopefully, for the night. So we're going to go ahead and get into toy news. First up, Laserlight, He-Man, and Skeletor. Uh, So Vern has graced us with a link to uh, the Fwoosh's first look at them. And um, I'm... I'm personally excited. I love very obscure things. Um, I was juiced about uh, Megator and Titus, and um, I am not disgruntled about any decision that they made with these guys. Uh, Vern, what what are your thoughts? I I have every vintage Masters figure except for you know the big four: Laser Light, Laser Power, and Megator and Titus. Um, all the, you know, overseas releases. So I am so excited to finally get a version of these figures one way or another. You know what I mean? Like, I, I love them. You know what I mean? I, I think they look great. The, the the sculpts obviously are just your general, you know, sculpts. But, you know, the, the way they did Skeletor, his face and, and even He-Man's face, you can see that they, they've given an homage to, to the to the to the classic characters like they do with most of them, you know. But um, to me, these just uh they look so much like the vintage figures, you know what I mean? The, with the big backpacks and uh, just the way they did, you know, the eyes lighten up and everything. Because, you know, if you collect this line, there hasn't been any type of, uh, you know, um, you know, action features with any of these figures. You know, they usually just mold them in or sculpt them in and, and that's it. You know, they, they, you know, like a drag store, his wheel doesn't turn, you know, or anything like that. But um, these guys, I think they went all out, you know, with, with the way that you can, uh, you know, light them up and stuff like that. So I'm I'm really excited to get these guys. And just real quick, I want to go around the table. So you brought up a good point. You're just happy to get any version yeah. of these. Yeah. Um, to me, I I don't care about having a version of a figure right. because to me, having these is is uh, having a version of these are nothing compared to actually having the real figures. Uh, so let's, uh, let me get to a list I can go off of, uh, Mike, what's your feelings really quick on just getting a version as opposed to actually having the one that you really want? That's a dream I gave up on a long time ago. (laughs) Okay. Um, So like a, like an overlord, like, uh, well, I'm, I'm a cassette freak. And okay. once I started getting into the vintage, super rare, uh, for example, like original micro change or die clones and the money that's involved, uh, I was more than happy to get the e-hobby similar decos 
just because to me, I save a thousand dollars and I get pretty much the same toy. Okay. And so you're talking about essentially a reissue. Mm-hmm. What if it's a, what if it's a reimagining of it? You know, it does that, does that satisfy that itch? Uh, if it's a cassette, probably mostly other, other figures though, it's, it's gotta be a solid toy for me. I mean, it's just kind of like, I can't really think of a great example in, in transformers that I'm really thinking of. I mean, there's, you know, 5,000 different Optimus primes. Um, but I'm going to go for the ones that are solid toys for me. It's not just going to be, well, you know, like, uh, the, this is the problem I'm having with the combiner wars line is they're all reimagined, but I'm not liking the quality. So like, uh, so a good example would be uh, Metro Titan. So does uh, Dystopia scratch an itch for you to have a Metro Titan if you were even interested in Metro Titan to begin with? No, no. Uh, okay. that's, you that's would still thing. want. I would. I would get one. the um, Utopia, the one that's based on Metroplex and the original Metroplex colors. That one's badass, but that one's also four or five hundred dollars. So you know <laughs> what I mean. That's kind of like, yeah, that's if I get real lucky and I, I I'm in store for an excellent Christmas or birthday gift. Uh, but that's just you know that's not my thing. But I mean personally, I'm looking at these and these look pretty fucking badass. That green yeah. that green Skeletor face, that's pretty wicked. I like that. <laughs> and also because I, I like photography. Um, I, I really like the way they have, they featured the light up features and, you know, dark lighting and just using the glow with these, you know, that's not a feature we get very often in transformers. So that's pretty wicked. Yeah. The foosh really kills that. Um, Roger it, again. So let's say GI Joe, it's a little difficult, but you know, super hard, you know, what is it? Uh, the payload with the yellow pad, right? Yeah. Is that the hard one? Yeah. So they so they do a vintage payload with yellow pads. Does that scratch that itch, or you still want the vintage version? Uh, I would take both, to be honest with you. Like, I'm waiting for them to do a crystal ball, to be honest with you, or a tour or anything like that. Like, I was happy when they did a big boa. They did a reissue of him. Like. Uh, you know, but not a reissue. It's a re. It, it's the modern. Yeah, version. the modern version of so, an original. Character. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm, does a does a modern version scratch the vintage itch for you? Yes. If I already have the vintage, yes, then I want a modern version of it. Well, see, you don't have an itch if you already <laughs> have the vintage version. <laughs> I'm itchy all the time. I'm always scratching. So. <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, I, I lost my order here. Uh, Dave, uh, you probably uh, are one of the best to chime in on this uh, outside of the laser light and Megator and Titus. I, you know, the thing is, to me, they're, they're two different toy lines. And, like, I guess the best example with Star Wars would be, like, Vlix. Um, mm-hmm. And if they, they if they did a modern version of Vlix, I would buy them and I would be happy – there's a part of me that would still always, you know, like a lottery situation, or if you know, if I saw it in a bin, or you know, I would still want if that vintage toy. Three thousand. If yeah. you saw a three thousand dollar Vlix, you would probably figure out a way to get it. No. Right? Um, no. No. 
No. That's not enough of a discount on no. a ten thousand dollar figure. No, no, I, I <laughs> no, not for not for one little toy. No, I would probably get like a. The, the closest thing for me would be I know some people have done casks of them, and done like um, reproductions, which I know is not exactly uh, what we're talking about. That might scratch the itch for me well enough. Um, but like in terms of a modern version, that's that's for the modern line. That completes the modern line. It 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 doesn't really. They're, they're two different things, you know what I mean? I mean, it's it's kind of cool to have, you know, like I have the, the Yak Face for the modern line, and I have the Blue Snaggletooth for the modern line, and, and but they're for the modern line. So they're, they're different toy lines. Um, and I'm surprised nobody's brought up the fact that, uh, that uh, He-Man is going to be like the closest you're going to get to a Dolph sculpt. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I would yeah. say. Yeah, because there was two different um, sculpts for that particular figure. One had the regular he-man head and one had the uh talking about the vintage and one had like the you know the dolph london head and you can look at that face and you can see that they definitely sculpted that after dolph london a little bit yeah without infringing on you know you know yeah, well, yeah without without having yeah. to pay somebody money yeah right exactly <laughs> the vintage one had two different heads yeah it did it had um it had the regular he-man head and it had a head that looked like the dolph london and was it i assume because it's not collector time back then, that that was just a running change. So that's even makes it even more rare if you want one. I'm not sure the if other. they came out in different areas, you know, like and I know ones, I believe they were released in Italy. You know, I'm not 100% sure of that, but I, I definitely know because I've, you know, I've searched on eBay for them and I've seen some here and there that I've been, you know, had my eye on. And, and uh, I, I, you know, I really couldn't decide over. I'd like to have them both, but if I, you know, if I had my choice, I really couldn't decide which one I'd like to have. But this one is definitely taken after the Dolph London look. Awesome, awesome. All right. Well, let's get on to our next news article here. Come on. Um, next up, uh, so <laughs> Frenchy Roger. Yeah. Uh, do you want to pronounce this person's <laughs> last name for us? <laughs> Uh, I think it is Bordeaux. Bordeaux. Yeah, the actual Bordeaux. Like the Bordeaux. Yeah, Asian. Bordeaux. Yeah, I think it's Bordeaux. Yeah, Mark Bordeaux. The R is after the D. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> Boudreaux. Boudreaux. It's, it's, it's foreign word. So. It's foreign. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the rules don't apply. <laughs> we I had think a it's player. Boudreaux. I think it's it's Boudreaux. The axe is silent. Okay, we had a guy that played for the Orioles, and his name was Mike Devereaux. And his the the R E A U X was just like that, so I don't know. We might not have been pronouncing it right, but that that's what he went by when he was here with the O's. Um, so he wins the he wins the Taggy, the Toy Designer of the Year award for the uh, Battle Action Millennium Falcon. Now, now I've seen a review on this. Uh, Dave, do you actually own this? I I do not, but I, I I wanted to bring up this story because he has been working on this line for as long as there's he was at Kenner at first and he started and he oh, wow. he wow. designed all five Millennium Falcon toys they've ever done. Oh, that's um, and I oh, I own wow. three of them. I own the Vintage, I own Power of the Force two, and I own the the BMF, the Big Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Um, I don't have the Force Awakens one. Um. Because it, I, he, he's very fond of action features, I've noticed, which is not a thing that I like. <laughs> but um, but it's just I, I, I thought it was cool that he finally got recognition. This, is, this has been a guy that's worked in this industry for you know forever and created very iconic toys that, that we all remember and, and know and toy guys know. And it was just it was cool that he, he finally won the award, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
That is cool. Yeah, the review I saw, you're exactly right. The He actually did an amazing – like to me, that toy is like I'm going to design the coolest toy I possibly can yes. with still putting a stupid huge missile launcher yeah. in there that my bosses <laughs> tell me have to be in there, yeah. you know, kind of thing. And uh, so, yeah, that's cool. I, I had no idea he did the BMF. That's one of my favorite vehicles of all time. Yeah, the thing is and he, uh, a, couple, a couple years back, he designed um, – originally, it, it didn't have a removable figure, but it was it was a, a, a two-scale X-Wing for the four-inch line and had a molded-in Luke Skywalker, which, again, I didn't like. But they, they, they took that and they gutted it so that you can put figures in and after that. So, I mean, he's the guy that pushed – to have a a four inch scale in scale proportional X wing, so that that oh, they used cool. for years afterwards. He's the guy that designed that. Ah, that's awesome. Yeah. Why the fuck would they have a giant cannon in the front of the Millennium Falcon? <laughs> well, you, you have I'm looking look at this picture right now. You have to look at the toys they've released. The five points of articulation figures. They all come with these really lame, like accessories that you know nobody's going to even you know use. They're going to be sitting in a drawer somewhere, so I, I'm assuming it just goes right along with that. That uh, you know the way that they're made, so it's cool looking, except for the big gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, and I just don't get the one thing I don't get about this is the price point, because isn't this like almost a hundred yeah. bucks? Yeah, I seen it in Toys R Us the other day. It's it's up there. A hundred bucks for a giant cannon. That's the well, thing. Well, you get the you get the Millennium Falcon around it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have like the gamut table and everything in there too, with that. I don't or... think so. No, okay. <coughs> I mean, all right. Oh, I, I just want to quickly because I don't know if we're going to get time for the the toy review, so I just want to quickly add. I was going to, one thing I was going to point out there was I'm, I think collectors live about ten years ago in terms of prices. Um, that's true. And and prices are really high now, and that's that's a bad thing. I'm not saying yay, but uh, the days of your eight dollar Marvel Legend figure are gone. Yeah. And yeah. you need to live in the now. And if if you don't yep. like what you're getting for that price, don't buy it. That's very but, true, Dave. That's very true. Even, yeah. even like your standard X-wing is what forty bucks now, forty five dollars. Well, it's forty three dollars at Walmart. Yeah, exactly, actually, thank yeah. you. Yep, exactly. And that's not even the full size one. That's no, no, the, no. That's it. it's what it's, would have been considered a, a class two a few years right. ago. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, something else that's really expensive. <laughs> not necessarily, but uh, I I always look at it that I get a a cool magazine with it, so that kind of defers the cost. I've always been a magazine <laughs> subscriber. Is uh, the GI Joe Collectors Club announced the 2016 incentive membership figure, and I I'm excited. I am a I am a movie, a original animated movie fan. That is dead set in my childhood just the way i'm a huge fan of ewoks because that is just <laughs> fell, <laughs> it just fell perfectly in my childhood and i thought they were super cool and george R. we are <laughs> no no 
that I, I was 24 and drunk in the movie theater saying, this is probably the most racist character I've ever seen until, until we saw more characters from the prequels and then finally Transformer, Michael Bay's Transformers. <laughs> uh, but uh, we're getting Pythona. Uh, so, uh, Dave, this is yours. Why don't you... Uh, or, oh, oh, no, sorry. This is Rogers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, I am stoked for Python. I've been waiting for her for years. I don't know why they didn't make her first time round with the other guys. I left oh, the yeah, Club. Oh, yeah, because there's not a vintage There's not figure, a vintage right? one that was ever made of her, yep. which made no sense. She was a classic character in that movie. Yeah, I mean, she was probably – that. Is that the not the intro, not the coolest intro of any cartoon ever – but uh, but that's the opening scene, right? Yeah. Is her attack on the GI Joe base? Or Cobra base? She goes into the breaks into the She's terror into the group. Dro- the oh, and then she uh, she has those little uh, face things that she shoots at them, like that little squid thing you see under her feet. It's actually just supposed to be a holding in her hand, and it shoots and eats through the Crimson Guard's masks. And it, what were you saying, Dave? Does, doesn't it start out at the, the the Dreadnoughts? I thought she shows up there. Or Am I missing something? Does she again? No, that's I, later I, in the movie. <clears throat> I thought she comes up like the Dreadnoughts are fighting with each other, and she rises up out of the swamp. But I may be wrong. No, that's yeah. that's later because uh, they okay. capture uh, the BET, and it's the Dreadnoughts get it back. Okay, okay, my bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why and you're like the Joe guy. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, her her claws, her fucking Wolverine style fingernails, they all on melt the through the, the cage and everything. Yeah, exactly. So so this is dope. Now, uh, real quick uh, for our GI Joe guys, possibility of a Cobra Law box set for Joe Con. Uh, uh, we'll go with Dave. What's I, your thoughts? I, I thought maybe it would be this year because they had the uh, the the Mindbender in the coat from that sequence. Um, yeah, I, I think it's probably kind of high. I mean, they they do a lot of stuff with boss fight. Um, a lot they do a lot of their work, and of course they have their uh, their Medusa figures, their Gorgon figures that have the snake body already. So for Galobulus, uh, for Galobulus. So I mean, it would be like yeah. like now would really seem to be the time. But would you like it? Yeah. Would oh my goodness, yes. on... my goodness, yes. I mean, the reason okay. I'm staying in the club one more year is is to get that Python figure. <laughs> Yeah, I'm joining back this year because of the Pythona. Like I dropped it last year because I didn't like the the Mindbender, but I'm back for Pythona. Um, and just to gauge some, uh, so if people didn't know, uh, Roger, he collects uh, mint in box, mint uh, not necessarily mint in sealed box, but mint in box. So that's the focus of his collection. Uh, so we assume they're going to single card her Roger. Uh, what's more, what's more important, the single card or, or the loose for you? Uh, single card. Okay. Yeah. She'll never, she'll never get pulled off the bubble. So, okay. And, and they never do a single card of her. Does she ever come out of her little taped baggie? Nope. She'll go into a sealed box, little sealed plastic container. She'll sit in there. (laughs) I mean, every year at JoeCon, they they do a carded version of the the the, the membership figure. I, I don't know why that would be different this year. 
So yeah, yeah I, I couldn't imagine it, but I just wanted our listeners to and, and you, Dave, because you're probably his polar opposite to <laughs> to to feel the power of mint and box collecting that Roger uh, uh, Roger I enjoys. Can't open, I can't do it. <laughs> it burns my soul. <laughs> All right. So next up, uh, Google Hangout Q&A with Hasbro Titans team. Um, so this was kind of interesting. This, at least to me, and and again, I haven't nearly been as active on uh, news sites and stuff since I haven't been doing Open Your Toys Cast. I still have... Uh, I guess that's not necessarily true. I have a folder where I forward, I auto forward news articles to, uh, that's called, uh, you know, podcast. And <laughs> I've been doing it since we stopped podcasting. I cleared out every show we would do right now. That folder has 1213 news articles. So <laughs> I've, I've been collecting news articles this entire time, but this kind of flew under my radar. Um, this was, uh, so, so they Hasbro held an online meeting with different news sites. Um, and, and at the end, they had a round robin Q&A. So I just wanted to read through some of the things here real quick. Um, let's see. So one question was there, there plans to bring generations into the two, 2016 line. So for transformer collectors, we're talking about chugs, uh, uh, classics, What's the H swage? Henkai. Oh, okay. Which Classics Henkai. And Takara. Takara doesn't always just use the Takara name. Uh, they've switched from Henkai to United, and now it's uh, Transformers Adventure. They've also used Transformers Go in place of Takara being in the actual product name. Okay. And then it's a uniform, uh, universe and then generation. So that scale, um, uh, and, and, uh, and so they said there are plans to bring that scale back into there, including homages to the 86 movie and beast wars, which, uh, beast wars is coming up on its 20th anniversary. Mm, yep. Yeah. Yeah, I saw Beast Wars for the first time after uh, – it's a really beautiful memory after having sex with a girl in college all (laughs) night. I just happened to turn on my TV and saw my first episode of Beast Wars and like, this is Transformers? (laughs) So – um, the year of the monkey Optimus prime, which if you haven't seen, they've done, uh, Chinese astrological symbols of, of important characters these last few years. And this year they're doing an Optimus primal and G one Optimus colors and of beast wars. Yeah. Cool. I'm actually I'm actually really excited about it. it. It's not the best mold they could have used. There's a better mold of the same uh, character, but I'm a G1 prime color fanatic. Like I have, I have Postumum right here sitting next to me just because he is 
G1 colors, you know. Uh, it did say that they confirmed Power Master Optimus Prime is just an extensive retool. Uh, so we have... Know if I ever found, yeah, I never put links to it. Um, they've released official pictures of the new Titan Wars figures coming out. Um, I didn't link to them, um, but it is a retool of the uh, Clone Wars Optimus Prime with new joints, connection points, and even a couple new parts. You mean uh, Ultra uh, Magnus, <clears throat> isn't it? Oh, of the it's Ultra com- Magnus, combiner, the leader Combiner class? Wars Ultra Magnus. <laughs> ah, see, I didn't know that. I hadn't even looked close enough. So perfect. Uh, let's see. Uh, Fortress Maximus was very challenging to work on due to its size, costing, and weight. Uh, and, and the fact that it has to work with other bases in the Titan return line it is a retool of metroplex but an extensive one so we're getting a a new uh fort max that has a very very large head um but that's kind of cool they're doing a double headmaster like the vintage one did um and and it is i i really am kind of curious i thought metroplex was a great uh you really have to kind of start making concessions there unless you want to get into really crazy ratcheting joints and tolerances, which Hasbro probably should. But uh, mm-hmm. I I do like to see that they're at least making this size of bot. Yep. And especially considering that this one is going to be double the retail price that Metroplex was, they would be... Uh... It would be extremely fan friendly if they would start installing some more heavy duty joints and ratchets and such. Yeah, one of uh, one of our mutual friends, T two R X six, Justin. Actually, he he's left tons of voicemails for the show in the past. Uh, he actually has the best fix for uh, Metroplex Metroplex's legs. So if you have a Metroplex and you're not uh, satisfied with his ratcheting joints and his legs, uh, just look up T2RX6 Metroplex on YouTube, and you can see his fix. It's a $5 fix, and it it really is perfect. Um, Let's see. uh, One of the hardest parts for uh, designing for the Titan Return lines is the interaction of the Masters figures, which is basically the Headmasters that kind of rule this line, um, and the scale of the robots. Um, and so one thing I wanted to correct, if you do listen to Dave and Duvall's podcast, <laughs> is Dave was really upset that he already had that blaster that they're releasing, but... I'm sure you know that this is an updated version, right? Uh, Not the yeah, I think Jason – didn't Jason correct me on the show on that one? <laughs> I, didn't, I don't remember him doing it, but I was like I, – I listened to things in the shower, which may be weird or <laughs> yep. weird, I guess. Uh, the way. It's a little strange. A little strange. <laughs> And I'm like, what are you talking about, Dave? You have the G1. That's a great release. This is a new one, but – I'm kind of with you. I don't have, I don't have the like... G1. I have the – maybe I'm making myself sound even more ignorant. I have the one that they, they, they sold at Comic-Con a couple of years ago. 
Yeah, the with the uh, shiny, like, uh, not lenticular, but, like, foil outer box. Yeah, sure. It's yeah. <laughs> a sleeve, basically. It's just a, it's like a fitting sleeve that goes over the actual box for the toy. And it came with uh, three of the cassettes? Probably. Yep. Okay. I mean, so, yeah. the box got put in a closet years ago, <laughs> and things have been sitting on the shelf kind of usually buried under other Transformers at this point. But, but, but yeah, I own one because, you know, that's the thing. When you get to the Hasbro booth, when you get through that line, you're buying everything. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'll bu- Give me a pony. Are you selling ponies? I will buy a pony. I don't care. I've waited in this line for four hours. Well, just for reference, you uh, you do own Steel Jaw, Ram Horn, Eject, as well as Blaster in that box set. <laughs> just so you know, in case you forgot. I totally, I've completely forgotten. <laughs> and that is, that was a G1 reissue, because that's the way I got my Blaster, was that Comic-Con set. Because I was actually there that year with you. I, I saw you both, I said hi to... I think I said hi to Jason, right? We've never met, right? I don't think we have. Yeah. So I said hi to Jason, and I said, oh, I saw Dave over there, because that, uh, that was Pop Culture Network days, right? Yes, yes. The last time I went, we were still with Pop Culture Network. Yeah. Um, let's see. So here's a little bit about Cybertron Con. The Cybertron Con trademark was positioned as a successful convention in Asia, and they wanted to protect the trademark as much as possible. BotCon 2016 is happening as planned. No further information was provided. So I had totally forgot that they had had that official Cybertron Con in Asia last year. So that's where that name is coming from, not necessarily that they're going to start doing a U.S. con. Um, Hasbro knows of fans outside of Japan want the deluxe groove, so they released uh, the – what was it? Was it the slingshot, right, Swage? The, don't, the, don't ask me about this new Combiner Wars crap. I don't know. It's terrible. So, <laughs> I, I believe it was Slingshot that they substituted Alpha Bravo for, and then uh, they substituted, uh, God, what was the truck for Breakneck? Yeah. Um, and then they substituted Rook for Groove in the defense or combiner wars and and we got the other two i assume we're going to get groove at some point groove. here groove they just made them small <laughs> yeah <laughs> they made them a a, a bra well, they, they made them they made them in scale <laughs> I mean, i'm i'm not going to pick on them for that plus their legends toys are always better than their new deluxes anyway I agree. I'm I'm a huge Legends fan. I have that groove, but he he is not a bra for my defensor by any means. <laughs> um, let's see. They didn't rule out any more G1 reissues for 2016. If people weren't aware, you can pick up a G1 Trypticon right now on Amazon for the low low price of $163. They got one. And I have I have mine now too, thanks to Amazon.com. Um, but I have seen reviews. So if Dave is if yours is G1, mine is, they mine said G1, like it's it's old G1, it's real G1. 
they said your uh, plastic quality is much better than the reissue. There's a shock. Yeah, there's a big shocker. <laughs> Woo! This is news. <laughs> yeah, I've actually heard that the the quality difference just in like this year and last year's G1 reissues, even compared to just a couple years ago, you know, they were running Encore series G1 reissues, and I guess it, even the difference just between those as recent as that is pretty drastic. I mean, the the Platinum series has had a few, such as the Insecticons, which have been reissued already by both Takara and Hasbro years before that. I want to say in 2006, and people got them, and they're like three times the price, and the quality is like you know 40% as good as it was. What's what's the deal? So that's why I gave the ugh to the Trypticon because I'm like, oh god, I can't even imagine how sad it is for someone that has a G1 and then they want to have an extra one, you know, so that they can keep their original in the box or something. And then they get it out and it's just going to be like breadcrumbs with glue or something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and and like you say that that's been the biggest thing lately is, uh, (laughs) so Trypticon is, is it's a, you know, it's, it's a good percentage more expensive if you want an original G1, but like the Platinum Insecticons, they were like three times more expensive than it would cost you to buy an original set of G1 Insecticons. You know, now they may not be, you know, crisp and perfectly clean, but, you know, you could get those for 30 bucks and the Platinums were going for 90 And mm-hmm. like you say, and the plastic quality was less. You know, uh, yeah, so. I mean, I'm, I'm talking more about the uh, the Toys R Us reissues that were originally out from Hasbro. I yeah, mean, those were 19.99 to 29.99 MSRP. Yeah, I mean, you know, ten years ago, but still three times higher for the exact same product in a different box. That's exactly. where it's kind of like, God damn, man. And my favorite thing is because you know, as a seller, I'm usually watching anything I own. I'm watching the value of. And I remember people were just like, ha ha, laughing when it was announced that these were coming out. Um, ha ha, all you idiots charging $100 for reissue Insecticons. Ha ha. And then they come out and they're $100. And I was like, well, <laughs> hey, that's cool with me. Because guess what? These are better anyway. So that means the value goes up for me. So, yep, you can laugh at me all day. <laughs> Um, so a little bit of what we talked about with uh, the uh, Star City Neon deal. So this is the parent company of Victory Hill Exhibitions, which we'll be doing. We'll be talking about this more in Grab Bag later on in the show. Um, but they're going to be doing an exhibit on the in Las Vegas. Um, somebody asked about that specifically, like you mentioned, Mike, in correlation to them trademarking Cybertron. Con. And Hasbro did say that this company will be doing exhibits only and not conventions. Um, let's see here. And the next, last point I don't really care about. So there's that Q&A. Uh, next up, Vern had provided uh, another link to the whoosh about uh, Mondo's new uh, six-scale He-Man and Skeletor. And uh, I'll just say their turtles looked ten times better. 
in my opinion. These look, in my opinion, these look awful, and I have no interest. Vern, what are your thoughts? I'm not a big 12-inch guy, you know what I mean? Um, I, I like them just because they're just a different <laughs> take on the characters, but, um, eh, yeah, I mean, I'm not super, I, I, I won't be buying them, let's put it that way, you know what I mean? Unless, I know they just released, like, an updated picture of Skeletor, uh, like on their Facebook page not too long ago, and he does look a little better than what they're showing here. But um, yeah, I, I, uh, I I'll be passing on these for sure. But you know, like I said, it, it is not. I mean, you know, as a Masters collector, there hasn't been a lot out there, you know, other than the classics, you know. And it seems yeah. like this last year, you know, especially um, uh, within the probably the last six months, you know, so many more licenses have been picked up, and there's so much more stuff coming out. So it's cool to see that you know there's other stuff being made besides classics. But um, yeah, I agree with you. The turtles did look a lot better than these guys. And and I haven't I don't remember have they released a price point on these I know their turtles are what like one sixty yeah. I think Dave you guys have talked about them haven't you uh, Yeah I mean I'm, I don't remember what the I I didn't really pay attention when we talked about what the price is but <laughs> <laughs> I think I think they were one sixty because I think I remember kind of defending that as 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 a guy who's bought sideshow and has bought hot toys that's that's about what you pay for a high end Yeah. 12 inch figure that's that's about right yeah. in the middle yeah that's a respectable price for that yeah and Vern, did you know what is, have they released price no i couldn't on these find yet? anything for them that I, that I could find there's very little info on these at all i mean other than just a couple sculpts they've released so i haven't come across anything Perfect. Well, well, I'm sure we'll be talking about those more, especially as we start seeing some uh, color prototypes yeah. and that kind of stuff. And not to backtrack, but I got one question about the Transformers stuff you were talking about. Did you guys say there's oh, yeah. Clone Wars and Transformers? Combiner Wars. Oh, Combiner Wars. Okay, I'm sorry. I heard you misspelled. I know about the Combiner Wars. <laughs> I, th- I thought there was a. I was like, damn, that's, that's something I didn't know about. <laughs> um all right this is rogers uh so if you guys uh if you guys didn't know um there was a fan vote for the next original gi joe character which we haven't had in a in in a real not a really long time but in that long of a time um and uh these were all based off of the uh kindle world's uh, fan fiction that was sponsored isn't the right word, but you know, Hasbro considers them officially licensed fan fiction. At, at JoeCon, so, they were pimped. That whole concept was pimped really heavily. So, oh, was it? Oh, yeah, yeah they had a whole panel. They had like two they? panels. Yeah. Oh, jeez. So, uh, I I've been really invested in it just because uh, Justin Bell of What's on Joe Mind. Yeah. I I I try to support him. I think he's one of the better people in in any toy collecting. He's a good community. guy. Yeah, um, he 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 does it for all the right reasons. Um, so I was actually. Um, I didn't vote for his. I, I went with my. <laughs> I went with my gut. I went with the one that I liked the most. Um, but his didn't win. But a character by the name Probably of Stiletto. Lost by one vote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but a character by the name of Stiletto won, which I I think. Sh- 
I think she was one of the most dynamically drawn. She wasn't a ninja, but she had a cool facial scar. She's, of course, sexy, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but the big thing is, is now uh, Bill, the person that uh, originally not designed, but uh, described the winning figure, and the other three people that were involved in the vote really want to get out there and have the community say, let's make all of these. And, and I agree. I, all of them were amazing concepts. Um, Roger, sorry, what's, uh, what's your thoughts on these? <laughs> I'm going to say I'm not a huge fan of it at all. Me personally, like, yeah, I get it. We need new characters, but I don't know. There's got to be some other. You're pulling from like Action Force here or Adventure Team. <laughs> like, yeah, there's one that was Adventure Team, right? And then some of these other guys, they just they look like other characters already there. You just change their names. Uh, Stiletto. She looks like a Jinx to me with a scar, to be honest with you. And she probably has the same attributes as Jinx. Yeah, she does She does have, of course, martial arts and everything. But she's not as bad as the other one that looks like an actual... Well, ninja. yeah, Whisper, who looks like a Scarlet or a Lady J with a mask. Like, Yeah. Yeah, that's Justin's. Yeah. You're a good friend. That <laughs> <laughs> I didn't vote for. That, that, yeah, that slicked into vote for. Um, I don't know. I just, for me, I think they really need to re-examine <laughs> the line. Like it's it's hard to market an anti-terrorist toy to a generation that's terrorized by terrorists. And yeah. I don't know. I think they need to relook. At what they're doing, like uh, we talked briefly last night about, like you know, going after corporate scandal and things like that. Uh, maybe getting away from the ninja and getting more back into the military. Yeah, my big thing is, and, and ninjas were my focus in the line, and I'm just, I'm freaking sick of them. You know, I stopped reading and, the comic book because I got sick of ninjas. It's always about Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes, like and. You can't kill Snake Eyes, apparently. You can burn him, beat him, shoot him, cut him. The guy doesn't die. Because he's a fucking ninja. That's the whole yeah, point. Yeah, well, exactly, because he's a fucking ninja. <laughs> Dave, you're probably the next closest uh, to, to having a, a dog in this race. What, what are your thoughts? Um, I, I sort of agree that, like, I like the idea of new characters. I, I really think they need to just push a hard reset on the whole line. I, I think G.I. Joe is a line that's really being almost hampered at this point by the fan base because they don't want change. And I think you either need to be like Masters and just go completely collector-driven or you need to push a hard reset because you, you really can't sell toys about fighting terrorists when you turn on the news and, and people are getting butchered in, in, in Paris. Um, Thank you. It's, it's... Thank you. I, I agree with you 100%. I think there's – you can look at metahumans. You can look at other that, – Yeah, that was that was my sort of – I pitched that on my battle. Yeah. Now uh, – so now does the reset button uh, 
so Dave, does the reset button include a format change? Do we need do we need six inch collector versions? Do we need you know uh, two and a half inch so we can have huge play sets and yeah. vehicles? I, I think if you're going for kids, yeah, you're gonna have to go two inch. Um, if you want the vehicles and stuff, I hate that, but I, I yeah. that's the way that they go. If, if you, and I've had big discussions with Mike Irizarry about this. I think a, a, a GI Joe Black, we both agree that it probably wouldn't work very long. But I think it would work a little bit longer than he thinks it would work. He thinks it, it could last a wave. And I'm like, nah, there's a couple guys there that you can, you can stretch it out. But I, I think you look at what Sideshow happened, what, what Sideshow did, and they, and they just couldn't really keep it going very long. And again, I just I, I think people are locked into this 80s mentality. And you either have to risk losing that base entirely and just getting the new kids or just you know, just uh, grid yourself that this is who you're going to be selling to for the rest of your rest of your days. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think collectors have, have become a bigger and bigger part of that population. Oh yeah. You yeah. know, and, and Hasbro, like with the star Wars force, uh, the, uh, the force awakens line is they're doing it. Perfect. They're releasing, the super articulated thing that all the collectors actually want in these ridiculously limited numbers. So collectors don't have anything else to buy. So they buy the fucking five POA things that two years ago, they said, I'm never buying any of those. Well, guess what? I have the entire force awakens line, you know, just because there's been nothing else to buy. You know, it's funny because like I was going through my shelves trying to make space for the force awakens figures. And even up to episode three, those figures had five points of articulation, you know, or maybe seven, maybe they had elbows. I mean, it's, it's, it's weird how spoiled we got, how quickly, um, like suddenly it's like, Oh, five points of articulation. And the, the, (laughs) They're standing on a shelf anyway. You're not going to play with them. Unless you're like a a guy who does photo dioramas, you don't really need them to have, you know, they they need to fit in the ships and they need to stand on the shelf without falling over. And that's it. Exactly. Holy fuck, that hate mail coming for you, man. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) I'm I'm not saying that I don't prefer more articulation. But, I mean, if the choice is articulation, sculpt, and paint, the one thing that I'm happy to, to scrap is articulation. Yeah. That's oh. interesting. I, I can tell you, if, if G.I. Joe would go to a Black Series 6-inch, I, I would be in all over that. I, I know, Dave, you're, you're not – that's not your scale and stuff. Um, but I just – I like the you know the Black Series Star Wars. I can just imagine, like, if they did – they start out at the very beginning, you know, and release, like, the first, you know, 14 or 15 Joes, you know, that they've no. released. I, I, would, I would definitely be in on that. Now, do you really think? Because I think because the Gentle Giants doing the the twelve inch ones, right. and I almost think that they made a mistake starting out with like the first twelve. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I mean, they should have done like yeah. yeah, I mean, like like the you know, it's going to be a couple years before they get to like Storm Shadow right. and Snake Eyes with the Wolf and and some of these re- Duke, some of yeah. these really iconic characters didn't yeah. start out until a couple years down the road. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because yeah, Stalker I, I, and, and some of those guys aren't exactly the uh, ones you're going to go after firsthand, I guess. Like, you know, Grunt. Yeah. Oh, boy, Grunt. I can't yep. wait to spend 100 bucks for that. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I think they fell. I, I think they got a little comfortable with how well the twelve back Star Wars yeah. did, <laughs> because okay. that's I have I have the full set of twelve back, yeah. and then I and then I picked from there. So I have an IG eighty eight. I have a Hoth Han, and uh, and I think that might actually be it beyond the 12 backs so jealous. but star wars was completely different no not vintage the jumbo i know i know what you're talking about no no that oh, would be sorry. psychotically jealous in that case but no <laughs> i know what you're talking about but but with star wars i mean those figures those, those first figures were iconic it's on yeah. solo it's yeah. luke skywalker yeah. you know yeah, you only have a couple duds. You only have Death Squad Commander and uh, what? Sand person. I guess that's sand person. Well, see, I, I'm a sand person well, guy. Well, I mean, you know, he, I don't. But yeah, but you I know see what I'm saying. He's not like, you know, he's not Obi-Wan or, you know, Han or Luke or any of them, but. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the fan vote for the next Transformers Titans return titan figure so this was really interesting uh and so the official transformers page uh hyped and hyped this fan vote um so you could so of course we have a metroplex so we basically have four more uh and and now we found out we were getting a fort max which whether it was a controlled leak or an actual leak it's kind of weird that we have this fan vote um that happens days after it and he's not included in it um but so you could vote for uh Trypticon a Scorponok or an Omega Supreme um so Trypticon and Scorponok don't have any modern representation anywhere close to the size they should be uh Scorponok has an ultra figure which I have. I have the BotCon one because I, I love Scorponok. Um, but uh, Mega Supreme, we did get something that was city size. Again, it was the Energon. It was a, re- a G1 repaint of the Energon one. Um, but for a lot of people, that just put Omega Supreme out of the running. So it really came down to Scorponok and Trypticon. Um, I, I voted for Scorponok. Uh, Swage, did you vote? Did you care? I, I care, but I did not vote. And I'll tell you why. And it's because even in this article, they specifically mention Windblade and Victorian. So <laughs> out of those two, Windblade is almost a decent figure. Almost. It's, yeah. it's, it's gorgeous. It's a pain in the ass to stand up or pose or anything. <laughs> so I oh, I had this guilt that I was like, oh, but if I vote, I'm voting for them to fuck something up. I don't know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, uh, and and the other funny thing is, uh, is I'm a strange Transformer collector in the sense that I love cassettes, and most of them are animal-related. You know, like the Autobots, they have Steeljaw, Ramhorn. But I hate beast transformers of all types so the hmm. the two options i have for decepticons are both basically animals of some sort so oh man it's it was a tough one but i would go with trypticon just because the black and purple is what i would hope for because it's just for me it's just a great color scheme that i could look at all day 
And now, Dave, you are probably vote Crypticon. Vote Crypticon for a dinosaur field tomorrow. (laughs) Now, so if they made a Crypticon, you would buy it. I would absolutely buy it in a heartbeat. Do you have Metroplex? Um, not the new one, no. Not the, but you have the G1. I have a chunk of a G1, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Roger, any care whatsoever? Crypticon. Yay. (laughs) <laughs> and uh and Vern, any care I, i'm not even going to pretend that i know what you're talking about because <laughs> transformers <laughs> out of all these franchises is the least that i know about but you know um i'm going to just say trypticon if it's a dinosaur i'm going to go with trypticon yeah I, I was going to say let's put it this way uh t-rex a rocket base or a scorpion t-rex all the way Which t-rex all the way okay yeah um, and what what was really weird about this was it was one day they literally opened they you had to post on their page on a specific post and what's weird is they announced that it was coming and then everybody started voting on that announcement the announcement one had like 450 comments and by the time I voted halfway through the page, the actual vote only had like 150 comments on it. <laughs> so, Scandal. I, yeah, 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 I think it's it's a little weird that it's just open one day. Uh, Roger and I talked about how, you know, Windblade seemed to really come out really quickly after the fan vote. Like, all these companies always talk about how it takes a year to do concepts and, and get it to the factories. And, and then all of a sudden we had a Windblade figure, you yeah, know, after it, the probably last. all it is, is that they're just, they have the product lined up. They're just waiting. Uh, you know, they're just finding a way to include the fans to give them some sort of something to say they contributed. So whether it's just slapping a name on a product or changing the original color scheme they had in mind, you know, it's probably just something as simple as that. I don't think it's it's anything sinister, you know. Yeah. I mean, oh God, have you guys, Slick? Do you remember the whole the original couple of uh, Star Wars fan votes? How that went? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because originally they they opened it up for a fan vote and they had like five characters and one of them was a Man Man, which was a vintage figure that was pretty rare and and they assumed he was gonna win. And because everyone always wanted one and he didn't win that first fan vote. And when they did the second fan vote, they put him in again and they literally announced if he doesn't win, we are never making him. Please feel free to vote. <laughs> Holy fuck. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. They, they basically said if Man Man doesn't win, then he's apparently not popular enough for us to ever bother making because they, they, they had started in making him. Yeah, exactly. And he won. They had already. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so now, there's a long history of fan votes with Hasbro. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Now, I'm hoping I put this link in here, but I didn't see a lot of. I've seen one review of people opening it, but uh, so Funko's first Smuggler's Bounty subscription box service uh has been arriving now dave did you subscribe to this i did not because i don't like these kind of things but i I appreciate that they are popular so i thought i'd I'd, you know 
let people know, you know, I, I thought I'd at least read off what you get with one of these, you know, so that people who, who are thinking about it would know. Um, yeah, and I'm yes. sorry about the link. I, I don't think I sent you the best uh, link at the time, but. Uh, yeah, it looks like this was more. Uh, I'll, I'll, put a, I'll put a corrected link in the in the thread when we're done. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll just, don't I'll just worry. go over these. You, you get a, a first order patch. Um, a Kyle Ren pin, cute little pin like the ones that they sell at Disney World, kind of. Uh, a special Funko First Order Stormtrooper lanyard. Uh, a chromed Captain Phasma, which is 91. Um, there's a uh, exclusive uh, First Order TIE Fighter Pilot, number 90. And then a First Order Stormtrooper t-shirt. Um, and the way these things work is you pay, like, what, 25 bucks a month? And yeah. you don't know what you're going to get. You get a box in the mail, and People love these things, and I do not because I like to know what I'm spending my money on. But uh, it's going to be the only way to get some of these exclusive pops, and pops are stupid big. So, Yeah, and, and I don't really care about the pot. So this one, unlike the other ones, which are a conglomerate of different brands and, and items, this one is specifically Funko. Seems very and, Funko and they, yeah. Yeah, and they may team up with other companies, but uh, the big draw was to this was the two exclusive Funko Pops that you would get in this initial box. And what they're trying to do is so so these subscription boxes you can either do one month, three months, six months, or a year, and they just keep getting cheaper and cheaper the way you do it. Okay. This is this is going to be bi monthly. So if you did the whole six-month subscription, you're going to get another exclusive, not box, but just an exclusive item that is only going to be for six-month subscribers. Hmm. So, I mean, they they basically have Star Wars fans' numbers oh, yeah. number here if Funko is your thing. Like, I'm with you, Dave. I, I don't give a shit about Funko. I have a a cartoon Hordak Funko, and I think that's the only Funko I own. Um, but uh, uh, so I was just, what I found interesting about this is so they had the Crone Phasma, which everybody was excited about yeah. because it's it is literally the first Phasma thing to be chromed, to be out yet. I believe so, yeah. Uh, and then uh, and then uh, it was supposed to be the uh, elite first order tie pilot, but the review uh -huh. I saw had they ordered two boxes. Both of them came with the chromed phasma, but neither one of them came with the elite tie fighter pilot. They came with a standard Funko one. Yeah. And from what I understand, they inquired about it and they said that. It, you get one or the other. You either get the exclusive TIE Fighter Pilot Aww. or you get the exclusive Phasma. Oh. And so they they bought two and didn't get the exclusive TIE Fighter Pilot. That's... So I thought that was a little shady because yeah. they said it, everything was going to be exclusive. Yeah, that's not cool. Is, but... is that Phasma um, is, is like backplated or is that just a paint job on that, you know? Um, it's back chrome. I, I don't okay. know the exact process, but I mean, it's, it's it I looks was, like metal. It's shiny. Okay, I was just curious. 
yeah that that was that was the big thing was that if it's not vac metalized it's it's supposed to look exactly like, like that yeah that process right. because i think uh Who's the only other people that have that lined up right now is Hot Toys, right? Theirs is going to be actual shiny chrome. I don't think uh, the the prototype I saw didn't look like that. I mean, it looked like. Oh really? Yeah, I, I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Hot um, Toys using metal now with their Iron Man series and their Robocop. So. Yeah, it might be actual the, metal, metal, but it didn't. It yeah, didn't the look Phasma that might be metal. Yeah, isn't yeah. it, is it like vac metalized bad for the environment? Isn't that why a lot of companies are shying away from doing that or something like that? Is it That's like that? Uh, that was Maddie's stance okay. with uh, Terra Claws and, and Flying Fist He Man. Was vac metalized was bad for the environment, so they weren't doing it based on that principle, not that they were being cheap. I wonder if Hasbro will do it for the C3PO like six inch, six inch black series. I would assume that there's going to be a vac metalized Phasma in every version as some sort of exclusive yeah. for this, that, or another. Yeah. You know, and they're just saving it up, you know, but who knows? They're probably waiting to see if she's, you know, if after the movie she's as popular as she is before the movie. Exactly. Right. Exactly. All right. Um, so this, I didn't have a link to it. This was actually just posted on one of the Facebook groups, and I was too lazy to search the club forums for it. Um, <laughs> but one of the uh, one of the people on the Facebook group said in the forum that the club said that they are pursuing a VSS, a vehicle subscription service that they have submitted a formal proposal to Hasbro to see if they will approve doing a vehicle subscription service for GI Joe. So I thought that was kind of cool. That's been, that's been brought up at, at the BotCon I was at two years ago. And I know it's been a topic of conversation is the the vehicles <laughs> seem to do really good with the club. Uh, Dave, what are your thoughts? Well, Roger's the Joe guy, but um, <laughs> I'll, I, I, you know, the problem with vehicles is there's not as much you can do with them as, as figures. You know, you can get boss fight to do heads or do accessories. With a vehicle, you're going to get like another vamp, another moccasin, another, you know, I mean, they're already with, with the con vehicles. They're already starting to really run the, the, you know, you, you wait in line and you hear people go, oh, goody, it's another one of these vehicles, you know, another they, – because they've said flat out they're not going to do new molds. So um, it's just going to be whatever the vehicles are that Hasbro has lying around redone in different color schemes over and over again. Do so, you guys um, do you guys think that – I've noticed like Toys R Us has like those elite forces and a corpse and stuff like that. And I noticed that that's a lot of vehicle-based stuff. Do you think Hasbro's taking notice? To that, to the fact that, you know, like the G.I. Joe guys, they don't have a lot out there right now. And they're kind of like looking at this stuff saying, hey, you know, the vehicles are pretty damn cool. It will go great with my, my G.I. Joes. And, and I'm wondering how well that that line of stuff is doing. You know what I mean? Because I've seen a lot of stuff in the groups where people are picking these sets up and adding them, you know, to their Joe lines and stuff. Because, it, you know, the vehicles are pretty damn nice. Yeah, I have, I have several of uh, the Chap May ones or the True Soldier ones. And uh yeah. I have a couple of the the ones that you get at uh, Big Lots this time of year too. Yeah, um, they did like the big bombed out playset, and mm-hmm. 
Um, again, I think it goes back to they don't think G.I. Joe is viable at retail. Right. Um, yeah, they're too so, cheap to, to go ahead and start pulling out stuff. Like, I think in some ways they're just kind of – it's on life support. They're not going to invest any more into it. So. Yeah, especially new molds. Yeah, they're not going like to go and grab that. new molds and start sculpting all these brand new vehicles for the <laughs> fact that – I'm sorry. Go ahead, buddy. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, but do you think these companies like, you know, the corpse and all, do you think they're taking notice of that? And that's why they're putting so much stuff out there because they oh, know absolutely. they're probably other getting companies? their hands in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Chap May is notorious for like they did a, when 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 He-Man relaunched a couple of years ago, the 2000X, they had uh, I think it was called Beast Raiders. When the Hobbit movies came out, they did True Legends with orcs and elves and uh, like they're always like when the when Indiana Jones four came out, they had True Adventures with a guy in a hat who fought mummies. Um, <laughs> they they're always trying to to ride that surf that wave and and fill whatever niche they think they can they can kind of uh, glom onto. Right, they're very canny. Yeah, they're kind of like the asylum of yes. action. Figures, yes, you know, it's a perfect description for them. Um, so Roger, now these would, they've already set, or at least in, in the panels that this question was brought up that I was actually in, they've said that if they ever did this, they wouldn't be boxed. They would just be bagged Uh just like the exclusives. So would you have interest in that? No. Uh, Do you know what gets me with the boxes? What pulls me in is the art. I love the art. I love the action scene that's on the box. When you see the when you're getting the vehicle, if I got it in a bag, I, I don't know. I don't think I would care as much. Roger, I have a question for you then. You're, Cause you're a member of coil, right? Yeah. Are you, are you getting, cause I know that, uh, they produce at CoilCon, They have, they'll, they'll make boxes for this stuff. I've got the one for the, for the, uh, the club havoc. Oh really? Um, yeah. You don't know. Oh, they made a box. No, man. I don't, they don't. No, no, no. The coil guys do. I think Kavanaugh does. Um, oh really? Well, yeah. And see, and I have a, I have, I have the the con I, the Joe con I went to. Kavanaugh was giving away what were essentially like proof sheets yeah, of yeah, what yeah. a box what would are, be for the MK. Yeah, you have to like you have to put it around your own box, but that yeah, the, you oh, the I see. Okay, so it's not like on a corrugated. No. It's it's you, you cut to, up that yeah, proof and stuff. tape it together. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know about this. They never, no one told me about that. I actually should get in uh, contact with Gary. Oh, you should. should I should be cracking the whip down. What the hell? Yeah, I I never. Chapter. Yeah, I'm the Canadian chapter. I'm getting left out on. (laughs) Yeah, I never thought about actually taking, like, what. Because it it's just looks like artwork, you know. I never thought about actually cutting it up and making a box, but yeah, you're right. Sure, it's it's sure. that detailed. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to add about about new molds is there is a phenomenon among the Joe community <laughs> called waiting for Ross, and that's, that's <laughs> it, no, it's serious. This is what they they they, they this is, I, and it's it's a big thing. Like like people really get angry about it because. There is a mentality that you you let them make this amazing, expensive, cool new vehicle, and then you wait for it to be clearanced out at Ross. Yeah, <laughs> because we don't want to pay the price for it. I mean, we're cheap, and that's just how it is. Well, and then they don't make more, yeah. though. That's the thing. Then they yeah. Don't make more. Sometimes it plays it pays to play the waiting game. 
Yeah, but so so the big the big uh, battle of principle here is if you always do that, then they won't make any more. Right. If you don't support the line, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's hard to say that it's that way with Star Wars, no, but it, it kind of is. When they, when they were doing the big but, vehicles, they said, look, if you guys don't buy these at retail, we're going to stop doing them. Yeah. And, and they stopped doing them. So. But they also did a $170 six-inch TIE fighter. So it's kind of like, well, we'll stop doing three and three-quarter, but we'll try this other hugely expensive vehicle. But, but black yeah. is for the collectors, and collectors are stupid. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's go ahead and we'll do third party real quick and then we'll uh, go ahead and take a break i know we're running long i figured this first episode would run long um so we'll kind of blow through these take a break and then uh get on with the show i know uh i know well i guess tomorrow everybody has off but we kind of want to set a precedence that Really? Not Thanksgiving in Canada, man. Oh, that's right. I forgot. You guys didn't uh, invade a land and kill all of the native people. No, no, we did that earlier. Yeah, no, that didn't happen at all. Yeah, we did that in October, uh, man. I was going to say, you did it a little earlier (laughs) than we did. Yeah, exactly. You guys are a little behind. (laughs) Um, All right, so third party – so this has primarily been reserved for Transformers, uh, but hopefully we'll be getting some more stuff. We'll we'll talk about Marauder John updates as they come in here, um, and then anything you guys see, definitely make me aware of it. But uh, first up is TFC Scalor. So TFC, uh, best known for Hercules, is going to be putting out a uh, God. I want to say Poseidon. What is it, Swage? Jesus Christ, they, you just blanked me by asking me. I know. I had I, the, I it's the, the C- Piranicon. Piranicon, there you go. Yeah, the Siacons. I, I blanked myself. That's the problem. Yeah, that's that's one of those um, throwaway characters from before for me. I don't, I don't know where the, where the importance of this comes from. There seem to be a lot of people wanting one, but I, I don't remember him at all. Oh, see, and I love them. I love it. And like you were talking about, you weren't a big – I'm not a big fan of Beast Wars, like realistic-looking beasts, but I love the G1 beasts, like the cassettes, the Dinobots, the Siacons, the Sharktacons. I like the robot versions of, of yeah, animals. Yeah. So I'm actually kind of excited. Unfortunately, with TFC's uh, drop in quality and engineering, this is definitely uh, wait for reviews to see if it's a buy. But yeah, you, the, the funny thing with TFC is they they do have some solid stuff, and I've I've even heard good things about their new, uh, I guess masterpiece scaled um, hound and and not in. Not Inferno, Ironhide, mm-hmm. and they're they're getting some some solid marks, but they're basically they look like a classics scale figure, like the the way they're updated and more futuristic or current looking, but it's made in the masterpiece <laughs> scale, so it's very confusing for people. But their combiners have a horrible reputation. 
this boy. <laughs> oh yeah, I see what you're. I see what you're saying. Looking at the scale, I didn't realize. I thought this was chug scale, but this these are actually going to be, like you say, more of the fucking Voyager size combiner. Yeah, that's that'll be a pass for me at a hundred bucks a figure. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, one scale I do love is legend scale. I'm a completist. I have every single like little mini legends, Legion, blah, blah, blah. Hasbro's ever, ever put Ooh, out, but right. I've, a legends fan. but I've been reluctant to pay $30 for a two and a half inch or three inch figure Boo. from a third. Well, you obviously haven't been used to collecting the rare Takara. Uh, no, I, I don't. I wait. I wait for them to do a really piss poor painted American <laughs> version before I buy those. Um, but this is a DX nines Hulky. So this is one of those that, if you guys uh, that aren't normally Transformer people, this one I think would kind of get your nostalgia uh, button pressed here. And uh, really cool to see the size of it. You know, I, I always love uh, scale comparisons to common objects like a Coke can or a quarter. So, I mean, this guy is really cool looking. He's, he's um, amazing. I, I, I mean, I, I would love to have that. Okay, so everybody take a look yeah. at, at it, uh, Dave, if, if you can or okay. if you've seen it before. Uh, take a look at it. Now, let, let me drop this on you. This is the same price as the current Hasbro Devastator. The large one. This is going to be $170. Yeah. The, one that, the one that's two feet tall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is he on the same scale as the vintage one, or is he smaller than the, than the original? The bots are about the same scale. They're a little smaller. Do you see the down at the bottom of the post, there's the... Uh, comparison to the G1. Yep, I see. That's what I was curious about. Yeah, so if you have um, a G1 collection, now you can have one that will fit in with that scale, and you can yeah. you can pose the shit out of it. The articulation on all these DX9s I'm hearing is yeah, they look phenomenal. Really good. Yeah, they look really, really good. I mean, compared to the Vintage, they look really nice. But I, th I think the Devastator is a little bit smaller than a Vintage Devastator, just because it had the addition of some extra pieces to make it a little bit taller. Um, but so, so Swage, I don't think you're a Legends guy, right? Oh, I love Legends. I have an oh, extensive really? buried collection that I refuse to bring out because <laughs> it would actually take up a shit a ton of room i just uh i'm, I'm kind of undercover about that I've, I've got some pretty good <laughs> rare ones like you know like i have the uh the easy chronicles easy chronicles megatron which i've i think i've seen on ebay once and it was actually listed correctly usually people that have it never tell anybody and they never sell it or they have no idea what the hell it is uh just little stuff like that but i just i, I can't I don't want to get too into it. I love Legends, but these, the prices, I, I can't do it. I'm not paying $200 okay. for that. For 200 bucks, I could get two vintage fucking mint condition Devastators. 
So I was going to say, so no DX9 or Iron Factory for you right now? No, that's that's going to be aftermarket pickup. If I can find those discounted used, I will happily buy every single fucking one of them. Uh, full retail, not for me. So this is the same price as the Hasbro one that they have out right now, the big two-foot-tall. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That is yeah, I'd probably, fucking I'd probably rather have that. I'd probably rather have that. The two-foot-tall one. <laughs> so yeah i mean so um real quick again we're running long but uh let's go around the table for some people uh uh dave thoughts on third-party prices paying thirty dollars for a eight dollar toy uh you know again you're you're dealing with economics of scale and and so you're you're paying for something that has a smaller run and and more costs involved. I don't I don't have that big a I, I mean it, it keeps me out of the game, but I don't have that big a sort of you know I don't like it attitude. opinion either way. Yeah. You don't have a moral dilemma with it. <laughs> no. Roger, what do you think? Uh, I don't care either way. I mean, the guy's got to make money, right? And let's be honest, at that scale, you're paying big bucks for that kind of tooling. Yeah, exactly. And they're, you know, they're not, these people aren't becoming billionaires, you know, by selling it for the price they're selling it. Uh, Vern, what do you think? Uh, I mean, if, and I, I'm just going by the money. If I'm going to pay the money, I'd rather have the bigger one. Just, you know, <laughs> I, I actually, I've seen uh, a Dave and Jason do a review on the, the, the big Hasbro one on their, their podcast. And my mouth was watering when I seen that. So I, I'd, I'd probably definitely go with the bigger one. All right. Well, next up, uh, Fans Toys Hoodlum. Uh, so this one didn't – I'm a huge Hot Rod Rodimus fan. Um, doesn't really interest me one way or another. But this kind of brings up an interesting paradigm that's been coming up lately in Transformers third-party third figures is Fans Toys. So there was a masterpiece – uh, quality sound wave that fans toys was going to release when they were coming out of the gate. It was the first thing they announced. Then Hasbro announced theirs and they pulled completely back. It's unproduced now. Mm-hmm. Now fans toys is among third party collectors is it is killing Killing is a little strong, but they are they are holding their own with Takara, if not doing better. So now they are going to produce a figure that Takara has announced, and they're obviously not that far. All we're seeing is renders here. Uh, so they are going to go head-to-head with Takara with the exact same figure. So it, it kind of it's really interesting to see this paradigm, uh, and and they'll be probably a little bit more based on on the history. So mm, I don't know. You don't agree with that? <laughs> I don't know. The uh, Quake Wave is cheaper than the MP Shockwave currently. So so, but that's also already seen. Um, it's already had three production runs before the current multiple runs on the market right now. Yeah. But of course, the the thing with third party is you always hear from retailers that they always charge more for multiple runs. Like the more runs there are, they get more expensive, which I've never understood. 
but yeah, they've actually kept Quake Wave towards the original MSRP. So you're saving, I think, the U.S. retail on MP Laser Wave is going to be 170 ish, and Quake Wave is available for most retailers for 150. So this one, I don't know. I think it's going to be close. Um, it would be smart on fans toys to make it cheaper than the official because generally when an official comes out, everything else drops. <laughs> yeah. Whether people keep an official or not, you know, that's been the big talk with quake wave versus, uh, versus uh shock wave was, you know, are you going to keep your quake wave? Uh, you know, hardcore people, I think Justin, T2RX6, said he'll, he's going to be keeping both. Yeah. No matter yeah. what. Most hardcore third know? party guys support, uh, official. It's just a matter of where they display it or how big a difference in price it's going to be as far as if they sell something. Like if, you know, there was a point in time where Quake Wave you couldn't find under $400. So people yeah. were selling them left and right because they're like, fuck it. You know what I mean? Why would I. <laughs> Why not make three times what I paid? And but there are some figures that are going to be you're going to have both. Like me, I'd, I'd keep a Quake Wave, you know, and an official because they have totally different looks to me. But they're you know I know Quake Wave is a great great figure, but I also collect official masterpiece. So I'd I'd be happy to have both. And Dave, you have a Quake Wave, right? I, I do. Shockwave is is one of the characters from Transformers that that I kind of specifically collect. Um, so I do have a Quake Wave. Um, actually, because of that, I'm a little on the fence about the masterpiece, but I'll probably end up buying him. But um, I'm going to keep both. I mean, you know, I've, I've got like tons of, of of Shockwave toys, so you know, he's just one more on the in the group. Yeah, and and I normally would. I, I am not one of those people that just keep the epitome, you know, the per, the the best version of a character. I, I'm a big fan of collecting all versions of a character I really like. Um, but I went to MP Shockwave because I missed Quake Wave originally. Uh, once, once Dave and Duvall said how amazing they were, I was like, Oh, I need to get on this, and I never did. And then, uh, like Swage was saying, it it really quickly went up to like 400 once it once it wasn't available. Um, and then they talked about a re-release, and then there's even a there was a knockoff coming out, but I haven't heard anything about that. Uh, the, uh, yeah, the other that's supposedly they they just put up some finished product picks not long ago. The um... Oh, I can't remember the name of it. It's so far behind, but it, it actually has a few different features on it. And there was a little bit of an online drama with retailers and fans toys and some, some, uh, mixed communications supposedly that some people were trying to say that fans toys was threatening retailers that if they carried this other product, that they wouldn't be able to buy fans toys anymore. And then it was just this whole big internet thing. And basically, fans toys ended up, I think, coming out on TFW being like, no, we didn't threaten them. We were just trying to tell them that the quality is going to be shitty on them because it's not us type of thing. Um, but it does have some different features from the fans toys version, although a lot of the the pieces look like they could just be directly copied, I guess you could say. 
You know, like yeah. the, the chess piece looks extremely similar parts of the, you know, like I'm just using examples, but it is going to have different features like the, uh, this new, this other company, the chest is going to light up as a, as opposed to just the eye and possibly the hand on fans toys. So it, it brings a little bit of a difference to the table. At least it's not just a, a direct, you know, like, like you see KO G1 Dinobots on I offer all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. So next up, just to kind of intersperse a little bit more than just Transformers, we do have third-party G.I. Joe. It just happens to be third-party Lego G.I. Joe. Uh, somebody we is that, is that Creo? Uh, no, actually, he does most. He he even says in his post that uh, uh, something like ninety percent of of these models are actual Lego. Oh, well, you you and, said third party Lego, so I thought you meant Hasbro's version of Lego. No, but but he does use Creo parts, but it's a guy that does basically uh, fan made models of GI Joe. Um, vehicles and stuff and uh and i've bought some of his stuff and it's absolutely amazing i i really dig it and it is mostly lego some creo stuff um but he's going another person going toe-to-toe with hasbro and he is he's making a uh uh slaughter's uh uh Triple T? What is it? Yeah. Yeah. Triple T. Um, Same thing they put out in the Comic-Con set this year. Um, Also an armadillo and a glider. So, again, I just wanted to bring these up just because I really like his work. Again, very expensive. You know, these sets are more expensive than the Comic-Con exclusive sets were. And those are, quote, official um, even if they are Creo pieces, uh, so they these look are, great. These these are made in large numbers. These customs. So large, I I wouldn't say large numbers. I mean, he primary he has a site now. He used to primarily sell on eBay, mm-hmm. um, but he's he's obviously building these out of you know, sets that he could get cheap or again, because most of them are Legos. He's probably doing, uh, the pick a brick options on Lego.com. Mm-hmm. But I mean, are we talking uh, like he's making five of each of these or like 50, a hundred, something I like would, that? I would say minimum, of, I would say easily 50, okay. definitely not five. Because, I mean, I would see sets sell on eBay like every other day. I'd be watching them, and it would sell, and he would relist, and it would sell, and he would relist. Um, But I know one of the sets, when I finally found his website, it was cool. He was offering trades when the original Creo uh, 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 blind bags came out. They were super hard to find, but we had a ton of them here, and he was offering trades. And this is back when you could tell what figure was what and all that. So I I did some trades, and I had to wait a couple weeks for one of the one of the sets because he's like, I've got to get more pieces for it. So it's not like he had 500, but it wasn't five or 
you know, six. Um, and now he's gotten popular enough. Now he does pre-orders and all this kind of stuff. So I'm sure based on his pre-orders, he's doing bulk, uh, Lego buys. Cause I have a friend that is big into the Lego community. And if you have a Lego collecting group, you can buy directly from Lego and they buy 200,000 pieces at a time. And then split, yeah, and then split them all up. They have what they call sort parties, you know. <laughs> so you, they send them this bulk bag of two-by-two two gray bricks that have, you know, that have 10,000 in them. And they sort them into 100-piece bags. And then those get sold to How much first. fucking money is that? Jesus <laughs> Christ. So interesting. Retail for Lego is about ten cents a, a brick, um, and when they do these wholesale, they can get them as cheap as one to two cents a brick. So oh, it makes yeah, it makes sense when you see these Lego customs that is a battleship that has fifty thousand pieces. You know they didn't buy you know, a hundred ATST sets to make that they buy them in bulk from Lego through these fan clubs. I thought they were like 50 cents to a dollar a brick for Lego nowadays. That's why I was like (laughs) freaking out. Like, God damn, dude. (laughs) 4.5 million for this one. uh... Yeah. (laughs) It could seem like that. That's for sure. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and take another break. Uh, we are definitely going through this slow. We'll take another break and kind of talk about what else we uh, may want to talk about and what maybe can wait to next episode. But uh, we will be right back after this. Peace. 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 Tired of losing battle after battle in the sky, the Autobots create the ultimate robot jet, Jetfire. But the evil Decepticons have a secret new weapon, Shockwave. Sold separately from Hasbro. All right, guys, welcome back. We're going to go ahead and get into store report. This is what's hitting in your local brick-and-mortar stores across the country. And now we actually do have a um, – oh, we don't have anyone West Coast America. All we have is West Coast Canadian. But uh, but we have a good, a good slice of stores now. Um, from what I've seen online, at least, being reported, I haven't seen them here in Denver, at least, is uh, the Wave 2 of the 3 and 3 quarter Black Series Star Wars figures. So the ones that everybody actually wants <laughs> yeah. is, uh, is hitting now all the way – It's been East Coast and sweeping West all the way to, I think I saw a report in Louisiana. I've heard Um, Missouri. Missouri, okay. So, yeah, but nothing further West than that, right? Um, I thought it first hit on the West Coast, and then it hit Florida. What is the wave that you guys are talking about? It's 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 Koran, First first Order Stormtrooper, and then uh, Princess Leia in the Metal Ceremony uniform. That's kind of a holdover from from the previous Black Series. Oh, okay. 
It's, it's the, the figures from the new film as opposed to Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, <laughs> and Chewbacca. Yeah. Because I see that were... at my local store, I, I'm guessing it must be Wave 2 because it has all the new characters from the, the, the new movie that's coming out. Oh, well, there you go. Now, but are they Black Series yeah, in a they're Black not? Series. They're in a box. Black Series yeah. in a box, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's three and three quarter, really? Oh, no. I'm talking. Yeah. Oh, I'm talking about black series, like the the, the, the six, six inch. inch. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Walmart has an exclusive line of the four inch ones, um, and they and they're they, and they're still called black series. Still called black series. Well, when they when they they had four inch black series, you know, before they they just didn't do a lot of them, but so. Oh yeah, those have come out here too because I've actually seen like some dudes fighting with other dudes trying to get them. <laughs> no, yeah, like grown not, men older than me no like way, fighting not each the other. Star Wars figures? No way. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's for those Hot Wheel freaks. <laughs> oh, those guys too. Yeah, those guys too. <laughs> um. Also, so those are a Walmart exclusive here, and also a Walmart exclusive that has been showing up across the country is the uh, Battlefront 6-inch Shock Trooper Black Series figure. Mm. Uh, so I'll, I'll start with you, Dave. It, I know you, you tend to pick and choose in this line. Any interest in that figure? Um, a little bit, but don't you have to – don't you get that with Battlefront? Like it's it's a, a, a I don't think you can buy it separately, can you? Yeah, oh. yeah, it's just a figure from it's the. Figure? I yeah. sh- I should say from the pictures I've seen, it is intermingled amongst standard black uh, six inch, black series six inch figures. None of my WalMarts have them. They don't have yeah, the, they don't I, have the four inch ones. They don't have that one. And and somebody gave me a – it's basically a stock checker, and all it is yeah. is a shortcut to going to the website, finding the page, and then doing find in stores around you. But none of mine had it here when I did that stock checker like a week ago when everybody was saying they're finding them. Um, so, yeah, so I'm in the same boat as you. Um, anybody else super articulated six inch Star Wars figure fans oh, in the group? Oh yeah, definitely. If I find them, I'm getting them <clears throat> for sure. All of them, every single black. I series. have them all so far. Yeah, I have every one so far. So I'm, I'm, I, I don't, I don't. The only ones I don't have from the new, I don't have um Ray eight, <laughs> but I'm still looking for that. But I picked up the other ones, Finn and Chewbacca. I have Kylo Ren. I don't have the Kmart exclusive. Uh, with the snow base or anything like that, but yeah, um, you know, in due time. That's that's the one. Well, that one came out here, and then the other one that I know came out here. It's not from Force Awakens, but I, I know it's been seen here in Springfield. Is the uh, Emperor's Wrath, Darth Vader, at Walgreens? The, oh, the, from, Walgreens like, the light exclusive. The blue head on him. Yeah, with the blue head, yeah. and you can see the skull underneath. Yeah, because because yeah, yeah. someone was like, yeah, they had this blue Darth Vader. I'm like, where? Yeah, yeah. Well, if I find one, Dave, I'll let you know because I, I, with my job, I'm always traveling in Virginia and DC and Maryland, so I hit up as many Walgreens. I've found ninety percent of my six-inch black series at Walgreens stores. Oh, um, we've got like we've got so many Walgreens, it's ridiculous. But yeah, none of them have them. Yeah, that's pretty much the only place I've been finding them. Either that or Amazon, if I have to go there. Hmm. 
I, I can't remember the last time I walked into a Walmart and found a Black Series figure or even a Toys R Us. We have one Toys R Us around around us, and they they never have anything. Our our Toys R Us uh, has an avid Star Wars collector working there. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, maybe we do too. Then I just don't know about them. <laughs> All right. Well, online, we've uh, had a little bit more exciting stuff. So uh, the Talon Fighter with the Tila figure was released. And to my surprise, I I was literally waiting to order it because I figured there would be something on Black Friday or Cyber Monday I wanted. And I was going to combine my shipping. To my surprise, it sold out. Yep, it is gone. But I think it has been taken off of the site because they didn't. Right now, any item on the site qualifies for that $100 or more free shipping. And they said that this one in particular is one of the most awkward (laughs) and and largest (laughs) items they've had. And that's why shipping was so expensive on it. So I think it was only taken off so it didn't qualify for their free shipping offer. Yeah, I do too because I think they did that with Battle Ram last year. Yeah. Took it down and it went, you know, out of stock or, you know, sold out, but then it came back. So it wouldn't surprise me if that's the same situation with this. Yeah, because I'm not, I'm, I wasn't too worried about it, but I would like it, you know, and, uh, but I'm not going to pay the $30 shipping on a $120 yeah. toy. And, and on eBay, they're going for over 200. I've seen some, some auctions, but yeah. And, <laughs> That's because people don't understand how Maddie yeah. works that shit. Yeah. That, yeah. that thing fits three figures in it though. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty it's, cool, man. It's too yeah, big. I, I, I understand. It's huge. It, it looks out of scale with the original Castle Grayskull, you know? Yeah, and I understand that they did it to scale of the vintage one, but you're right. The vintage one was too big, yeah, too. Sure you know, so. What do you think but, about the Tila face that everybody's been talking about that comes with, comes with it? Everybody seems to hate that figure. The you know what I, I've seen all the bitching yeah. and I'm like I don't give yeah. a shit I'm going to sell that Tila yeah. off because I I've been subbing since the first year so I have the original Tila right. I'm like I don't give a shit what it looks like I'm just going to sell it and it's going to supplement it it's going to supplement whatever the cost was of the now are you fire. doing the 2.0 uh the the filmation figures next year. Oh, okay. yeah. Because they're saying oh, that she's like the 2.0 Tila. You know what I mean? So I. No, and I've actually seen a QA that says that's not necessarily okay, the that's case. That's what I was wondering. Maddie, Maddie has said that this is not the 2.0 and that they may make a filmation version. Oh, you know they're going her. to if that's not the case, then. You know. Yeah. Because she really doesn't. If you look at her design and you look at the figures that are coming out next year, the figures next year, they're more, you know, more simple. You know what I mean? And she's still a little more stylized yeah. like the classics line. So I don't think she would fit in too well with, with that series coming out next year. Exactly. Um, it, this was this kind of A and B conversation. Dave, any input in it? I know your masters. Oh, I love the masters. They're the greats. Um, <laughs> Actually, I do. I do have a lot of respect for classics, um, but not really much to say about that. Don't one. care for the talent. Yeah. Uh, Roger, I know you do masters as well. Um, 
Yeah, I'm out for the vehicle. I like the line, don't get me wrong, but I, I'm not in for the vehicles. Not a $120 foot-long vehicle? No. Nope. Nope. In Swage, no Masters, right? Sure. <laughs> oh, really? You do the oh, Masters? Oh, no, I'm saying Master whatever Vegas? you said. Whatever you said oh, works. I have no idea what language you're speaking right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's what I kind of <laughs> Spaceships. <laughs> That's how I feel when you uh, talk about Transformers. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, one thing that Swage did uh, provide us was Walmart.com, at least for a brief period, uh, reduced their Clone Wars Devastator to 100. Combiner Wars. Or, did I say Beast Wars? It's Clone no, Wars again. Clone Wars. Oh my God! <laughs> it's the CW. It's the acronym that I used for years. Like on Shattercast, yeah. they C-dub. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so I did say Clone Wars before. All right. Uh, their Combiner Wars Devastator to a hundred and nine dollars with free shipping. What was it before? Um, when it first came out. Toys R Us had it for I want to say 159 to 179. They were the first ones to get it, and then Target I want to say got it, and Amazon, and they were roughly 145 to 160. And this actually the sale is over on both Walmart and Amazon. So I picked one up. It cost me on Amazon 116 because they charge tax now, I guess. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, if, if they have a, if they charge tax, if they have a, like a uh, a center, like a distribution center in your area, because they just did that with oh, Maryland, they just opened up the Amazon um, shipping center here, and now we got to pay tax on everything. Yeah. See, I uh, I've been getting charged tax on Amazon for about six months now, no matter where it came from. Oh, no kidding. Um, but uh, which I mean, seven dollars isn't that bad. Yeah. Um, but I did just look up. It looks like TF Source. And Big Bad Toy Store both have it for uh, $139.99 plus shipping. And Amazon is roughly $146 currently with prime shipping. So but it's for $110. I would pick that up myself. I love that thing. Yeah, so it, it didn't last very long. Yeah, that I, no, I, I would think... I still just to by the time this comes out, I would still sit on it if I were you, if you're looking for a good deal. Yeah. Um, because they may do another sale to match that or even beat it uh, around Christmas time because if they have a huge stock load right around you know January, that's when it's really going to hit rock bottom and then it's going to disappear and the aftermarket is going to go through the roof. Yeah. 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 Um, the, the Walmart, because I checked it when I was doing the show notes, the Walmart is now 189. Yeah. And, and I didn't look close enough that easily could be the market price, marketplace, um, price. It may be sold out and now all that's left is marketplace stuff. But, uh, when I click through, uh, Swage's link, that's, that's what it was. Yeah, it's uh, it's currently 169 at Toys R Us, so it's that's pretty much, you know, that's going to be about your average now. Toys R Us always has fluctuating prices with certain things like that. 
So that exactly. that's way at the top of the line. You know, I mean, 170 and up, you're talking, you could get the uh, upcoming, uh, the Takara version, which is going to have retooling in it already, you know, for like 220 So for an extra 50 bucks, that's probably a better investment. But for 110 yeah, that's a good deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I got mine wholesale, so I paid I paid about one thirteen for mine wholesale shipped. Wow, nice. Now now granted I have another one I have to sell, you know, so I have to go through that process and, of and selling you have and seekers to buy that. off of me as well, so Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So um, now, now I included this just to make fun of the person that that sent in this link. Um, <laughs> the the Ralph McQuarrie Boba Fett statue is now up for pre-order from Sideshow. So this is how I know that this person doesn't listen to our show as much as they should have of. We don't fucking talk about statues on this show. <laughs> or dolls. <laughs> or, or dolls. dolls. <laughs> if, if it doesn't move or you have to dress it, it doesn't get talked about on this show. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time, Dave. I, I love the... I love the Macquarie Boba Fett. I have every version of it that's an actual action figure. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I I thought that was funny when you submitted that. I'm like, like whatever. A statue. Well, you know, the thing with Star Wars though is like everything's either out or we don't know what's coming. You know? Yeah, no, like I know. Looking for a pre-order to, I... to put a link for. <laughs> no, and I know it. Dave, Dave had a hard time, like he talked about earlier in the show, because he is, you know, obviously with doing a podcast where you're talking about toys, you're not going to stay completely spoiler free, uh, but you're trying to stay spoiler light, yeah. right, Dave? Yeah. So, no, I, I understood why you said well, this. And, and part just, of it also I, is that Hasbro is keeping everything super tight under wraps. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm going to be really curious to see what the first of the year brings after the movie releases. If we're just going to get an onslaught or if they're going to wait till Toy Fair to announce every character that you actually do like in the movie is coming out Uh-oh, now. Han. I need I, my butt yeah. Han. Yes. <laughs> I I can dry brush some gray on your on your uh, peg warming Han if you want. It'd be about the same thing. Uh, but uh, so yeah, there's a statue, everybody. If All you right. like those, I like it, Dave. I think it's cool shit looking. To be honest with you, I, I really. Oh, listen to this guy. I like it, Dave. I do. Okay. I do. Like it. Okay. Hey, look. I collect dolls, according to Jason, so, you know. Yeah, okay, new guy. I see what's going on over there. And I like statues. What can I say? That's okay. I I went to that link, and then I went and uh, pre-ordered my Batman, my Michael Keaton Batman, so it worked out. Nice. Yeah, I was going to say, I know uh, Vern is Migo. Are you Migo, Vern? Or Vern. Are you Migo, Dave? Um... A few like 
Uh oh. Did we lose Dave? So. Dave. Uh, Dave. It shows that yeah, he's it shows he's still there. Maybe he just yeah. went. Oh. All right. Well, we'll come back to him. <laughs> but that's what you were talking about, right, Vern? Is your yeah, Migo exactly. guys? <laughs> when I mentioned you the other day, I started collecting Migos. You gave me a hard time. I, I, you know. I understand. Sorry. I understand your view on it. <laughs> Oh, it's all good. You back there? Yeah, the, the problem with doing this from my phone is that then somebody calls you. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, I have a, I have a few vintage Migos, and like I don't like it when people try to bring that style back. Um, I'm not a fan of that. Unless it's, a, unless it's appropriate. So, like like when they did Star Trek and they did like Sulu and Chekhov, because they never did Sulu and Chekhov. Blah, blah, blah. But, you know. But I like 12-inch figures that have cloth outfits, so I like dolls. Yeah. Even though <laughs> the term action figure was created for 12-inch G.I. Joes, but let's let's not pay any attention to our history. Let's just be a... <laughs> <laughs> I have lots of sideshow. I have tons of hot toys, so I'm right in there with you. I have, like, two hot toys, and they're, like, like the centerpiece of my collection. <laughs> <laughs> Is one the Hulk? Oh, sadly not. I I don't have that kind of. Uh, it's, it's Keaton Batman and Nicholson Joker. Fucking like, right. Those oh, are my favorite right. two as well. Yeah, I had that's to get right. Eighty nine Batman. I I forgot about that. All right. Well, um, and I don't. I, we've been taking breaks. I don't know if we actually talked about this on the show, but Maddie Collectors had a a black week sale, not necessarily a black Friday sale. So um, they have a ton of stuff half off right now. And then if you buy a hundred bucks or more, uh, you get free shipping. Um, So basically uh, when they did the back to the future sale, great. You're offering castle gray skull half off, but it was still like $60 shipping. So I didn't feel bad about my $250 I paid for the original one. Now, I don't feel this way, but there are a lot of collectors that feel Maddie's just thumbing their nose and saying, here you go, wait two years, and now you have $150 shipped. Castle Grace. Well, remember when those when the when a bunch of the figures went to Big Lots? How pissed off people were. Yes. They were ten dollars oh, a piece of Big Lots, you know, and they wind up paying <laughs> five point six dollars for them. <laughs> so um, this was another thing that uh, Mrs. McFavorite wanted me to make sure that I just didn't throw her under the bus for for me buying too much stuff. Uh, this was another thing that really turned her off about the community uh, was how people just seem to find anything to bitch about they possibly can. Well, Masters fans know. are some of the worst. I'm going to tell you that right now. They yeah. bitch no, about they are. everything, dude. Everything, you know? I agree. So, um, But now Castle Grayskull supposedly <laughs> sold out, you know? Lots of things have sold out in the past. And what's the term they use when you look at something? It's like permanently gone or no longer available or something like that. It's different. So who knows? We may get Grayskull back sometime, but it's at least sold out for this sale. Um, But there's some good deals to be had. We talked about uh, I never did the Filmation sub and, and all of the Filmation 
guys are up there right now. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking at it right now, and the only ones that are sold out right now are Stratos is sold out, uh, Spirit of Hordak, which I'm not surprised he's sold out, uh, Frosta, the Griffin, and Battle Armor Skeletor. But pretty much yeah. everything else is available. And you're talking about, you know, between $11 and $15 a figure. I mean, that's a really good deal for these figures. And if you can, and the most expensive part is we all, well, anybody that buys from them knows is the shipping with Maddie. So if you can get to 100 bucks, you can do the Watchmen figures. You can have an entire set of Watchmen figures, six figures at 1250 So what is that? Uh, uh, five bucks, 30 bucks, six bucks. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I've had I just too like many, listening I've had, to you struggle here. <laughs> I've had too many shots bucks. to do that. Carry the 45. <laughs> 0.69. Purple. So you can you can get them half off of free shipping. How about that? Sounds like a deal. <laughs> but, um, but one thing we talked about, I know, uh, I know we were on break when we talked about this, is you can combine – anything from their other sales so the half off or not half off but the discounted comic-con sale is still still going on look for the banner on the right hand side and you can get to that sale page and you can even order from the essentials shop if you need a regular skeletor still or a she-ra and and all of that stuff ships for free so i mean if you're looking for some you know, you bought some really good half-priced figures, but you need 20 more bucks, go buy another Skeletor or Tila or something, you know, or not Tila, She-Ra. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's go through this real quick. What we got, Dave, you are first up. What did you get, let's say, in just the last couple weeks? Oh, my God. How about just the last 24 hours? Um, <laughs> okay, let's do that. <laughs> uh, I, got, I actually got the, the Sideshow Giant uh, Gamorrean Guard. Um, I, oh, nice. I broke down and bought him because he's one of my favorite vintage figures. That's why I was so jealous when you were talking about I. It's a line I wish I would gotten into early. Um, so I have him and I have Bosk, and that's it. How um, heavy is he, Dave? He's very heavy. I bet, I bet. He's big and heavy, and he's sitting on my footstool looking at me as we talk because <laughs> I haven't even gotten a space for him downstairs. He's, he's ginormous. Um, I got uh, today, just at Toys R Us, I got the Dark Beaver and um, Genghis Frog <laughs> from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, for those of you who follow the show, the, the beaver is voiced by uh, Robert England um, of Freddy. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. And his, know and his that. name is Dave. So that was a, that was a evil ghost beaver had named Dave had to get it had to be bought okay I, I could see that being mandatory yeah um do you God. commonly buy, pay for beavers with male voices <laughs> <laughs> just curious that was no pretty judgment. clumsy you could have you could have done that a lot better right? <laughs> uh-huh. you know what? Uh-huh. Sit, sit down rethink that do a second draft mm-hmm. on that one no, um, I guess the last thing, um, I don't know if we're going to do the reviews or not. Maybe we should probably skip them tonight because we're running long. But I did get the uh, the regular X-Wing from Walmart uh, for Force Awakens with a, with a oh, okay. cobbled together Poe Dameron. And, and that's how I knew that was $43. So. 
so yeah, we will. We we are going to push the uh, we're going to push the customs and the reviews for this episode. But just one question based on it: where your uh, where the foils all bent to hell? No, like no, the, uh, the 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 laser cannons were actually very in in very good shape. I think they corrected those, and I know that you can get replacements for the the initial one too. But yeah, that was good. yeah. I thought that was really cool. I saw that they actually shipped replacements for those bent ones. When I'm kind of like, just take a fucking hair dryer to them. But again, it's a fifty dollar toy. You should. But also, also like that's only like a semi permanent solution because they they do. It's a softer plastic and they do droop. So. Oh. Okay. Hey Dave, get a better BB- I'm sorry. Does BB-8 come with that, or is there a slot cut out for him to like go in, in the? X-Men? No, no. He's, he's molded in like the old classic X-wing. Uh, okay. Um, but his head does have a little bit of motion. Okay, that's cool. Um, anything else, Dave? Uh, from like the last three days, uh, <laughs> I got a couple of Star Trek Next Generation figures in the mail because I'm I'm crewing out my bridge playset. Uh, so. I think that's about it for the last the last couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Roger, have you uh, picked up anything recently? Uh, I'm negotiating right now for the GI Joe Space Shuttle Complex. Ooh, the Defiant. Yeah. Nice. nice, complete. So, uh, no, needs uh, some parts, but not hard to find parts. Minimal yellowing on it, so I'm pretty happy about that. Nice. I'm surprised you didn't have that. You're a, you're a real grail. I know, I know, man. That's and that's one of my grails. So I just finally like pulled the trigger on it. Nice, nice. And and do you know the backstory of Dave's defiant? No. It took four years okay. to complete, and and three three, <laughs> times I paid, three times what I paid for it. Um, the one, wow. the one I have is just come with the seats in the um module middle part. Right. Those curvy seats. Does it come with those? I don't know. I haven't actually got detailed pictures of the inside yet. Ooh, those are the ones that never show up on eBay. Really? I had to get I had to get my last one from Germany. Damn. So so message Dave on the group with <laughs> I have what's no it. Extra. I have no extra receipts. Those are precious. If I ever get any well, no. I them if I get others. No, I'm just saying ask Dave what you know. Let Dave know what you're missing, yeah. and then Dave will tell you whether or not it's worth it to try to try piece it together. Yeah, I still need a box for it though. So I don't box for it. I didn't. I didn't go that deep. Yeah, no, I have to put mine in a box or else it's not right. <laughs> <laughs> Ball turret missile launchers. Yeah, again, I I haven't really got detailed pictures. Okay. Okay. Those are the two. He said he's in negotiations. Yeah, I'm in negotiations. I haven't say, purchased it yet. I'm in negotiations over this. Well, the ball turret ones, especially, make sure those aren't broken off, because then you've got to try to, to, to pry the whole thing apart. And it falls out. Yeah. Oh, really? Fuck. Okay, we've got we've got somebody static. uh staticky. Anybody doing anything weird? No. Let me look at the Skype. Okay, it's it's all gone. Okay. All right, and right now I'm uh, pre-ordering my Michael Keaton Batman from Batman Returns from Hot Toys. Crazy. Okay. 
two hundred dollars we're talking or two fifty? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> In that ballpark, yes. <laughs> All right. Anything else? No, sir? that's it, my man. All right. Well, that's the okay. So defiant. Uh, so Dave, I know you're you're painfully aware of this. Defiant complete. What are you What are you looking at nowadays, or or when you were doing it the last couple of years? Honestly, I have no idea. I would say probably three hundred dollars. Uh, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's up, not bad. Three hundred bucks isn't bad. That's not what I paid, but I mean, like that's 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 what I paid for the parts. Basically, I paid sixty dollars yeah. for the complex. And I paid right. ended up being like three hundred dollars for all the various parts I had to hunt down. Oh, okay. All right, Swage, what did you get in, sir? All right, I have gotten in MMC Spartan, which is based on IDW Impactor. I got Unique Toys Manai King version 2, which is a more limited edition version of their uh, their take on Galvatron. That's the animated colors, right? The light purple? Yeah, light purple and gray and a couple... Uh, different paint apps that looks like not too significant other than on the gun. Uh, his cannon's totally different looking than the first version. And I got KFC's Mugen Scope, which is based on IDW's Perceptor. And I got the, uh, the the more G1 colored looking one. There's two different versions of that. And this one, this particular one came in a two-pack with their blaster. So he's kind of tough to get on his own without paying a premium. So I got a good deal on there and I got the stealth bats that were part of the, uh, the GI Joe club, I think, or fun yeah. pub or fun pub. Uh, I didn't get the human figure. I actually got these from uh, a buddy of mine. He just happened to have them. And I said, well, I love sound waves and I love some transformers prime. So I snagged those up in a nice trade and I got a lucky, lucky bargain find. Um, that's a Kara Jet Viacon from the Prime series. Those are they were never released in the in the states, so they're pretty hard to get a hold of for a decent price. I mean, we're talking. I think generally they sell for sixty to hundred bucks on eBay, somewhere in that range. <coughs> so, nice. and I definitely wasn't paying that kind of fucking money. So, kudos to me on the hunting skills there. <laughs> but no, he. Uh, I mean, he's never even really been touched. I think the guy opened the box, op- opened the baggie for him, and just took it out and looked at it and put it right back in. The instructions and the stickers haven't been opened. These ones actually come with stickers you can apply. And the weapon also comes on a sprue. Because um, the Arms Micron series basically is Transformers Prime, except that they get a little Micron figure that will turn into a weapon or two different weapons. So it can either be a weapon that turns into a tiny little robot, or it just turns into a couple different weapon configurations. And that hasn't, none of that's been touched, none of it's off the sprue. So super good deal on that shit. And I think that's about it. Nice, nice. Yeah, the that uh, Jet Viacon was uh, one of the first things I bought from the cafe once... Uh, once a uh, shattered cast introduced to me to it. Yeah. And, and, and you're right. It was super expensive. I, I got mine 35, but it, 
it was already pre-applied. The Minicon was made, and, yeah. and the stickers weren't applied very well. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I paid, and this one is, I mean, damn near brand Straight new. out of the box. Yeah, and this is one nice. of the best. I mean, the Prime series... I don't even know if you could call it underrated. It's just not quite as as popular, I guess. Like a lot of hardcore guys that are in the third party aren't in the prime. But as far as official uh, lines go, man, they have some wicked figures, and this Jet Vicon is one of the best ones. Yeah, I agree. One of my one of my favorite sets is the uh, uh, Pounce and Howlback, I believe. Uh, the uh, um, what do you call those? The uh, clones that uh, pounce and wingspan. Uh, yeah, the white ones. Pounce and wingspan. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of cassettes. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, those are. That's one of my favorite sets. All right. So people are are messaging and sending files. What's going on here? Everything's going crazy. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that robot guy's talking. Let's just let's send, <laughs> let's send some memes. Robot, <laughs> so uh, like talk about my beaver like that, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Bet you'd like that beaver if it was a robot beaver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Vern, what about you? What'd you pick up recently? I uh, let's see. I picked up the uh, Luke Skywalker Return of the Jedi FX lightsaber, the green one. I've been looking for that thing for a long time, and it is goes for crazy money um, on eBay because they haven't they haven't produced that one in a long while. And I have found these apps on uh, the App Store, and they're like uh, I don't want to say like Craigslist, but it's like apps where people put up stuff for sale. You know what I mean? And I've been going on there looking for stuff, and I come across it, and a guy had it up for 100 bucks, and I jumped on it. Drove an hour to get it, but well worth well worth the trip. It was still in the box and everything. So I was able to get that. Um, what else did I get? Oh, I got Drag Store from Laddie. I got him in the mail just last week. Oh, and the one thing that, that falls into that doll category uh, is I got a Evil Knievel stunt cycle set. I don't Neat. know. Ah, that. Yeah, nice. I've been looking for one for a long time, and... One of the guys in uh, one of the groups I, I belong to uh, put one up, and I jumped right on it and got it. And, uh, I just actually got it today in the mail, so I'm really excited about that. So, you know, I had one as a kid, and it's just, you know, it's one of those things I've always just wanted to add, you know, just to have one. Yeah. So do you consider that a doll, Jason, because he does have, like, a white suit on? So he does yeah. have a fabric <laughs> he does have, suit have a fabric on? Suit. Yes, he does. Okay, because I'm picturing a different one. I thought I I was picturing the one where it's a little molded guy on the motorcycle. Yeah, this one's like a he's like a little rubber guy. He's got like the metal. Uh, I don't know what kind he's of. He's a bendy. Yeah, he's a bendy, and he's got a white cloth suit, and he he had like a little uh, base you would put his motorcycle, and you would rev it up, and you let it go, and he would like do wheelies and and stuff like that. So. Yes, yes, you're you're dressing them. You own it all. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. There's no shame. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. All right, and and mine mine's pretty easy. I didn't I didn't get too much recently. Um, with the twenty five percent off coupon, I finally pulled uh, the trigger on uh, RID Drift. <laughs> I, I bought his <laughs> I bought his two mini cons, so I figured I should have a good drift. 
Is uh, that the, uh, go the with, orange um, one? Okay. Yeah. I'll yeah. give you that one. He's not too bad. <laughs> yeah, he's been fun. He's been sitting here. My daughter and I have been playing with him the last few days. Uh, I got something that's actually not part of the four franchises, but at, that I've been having a lot of fun with is uh, Lanard's The Core has released uh, mech suits. Um, so I picked up a, a core mech suit from Walmart. It's like eight bucks and it comes with the figure. They have, uh, two different versions. And the only thing that's besides colors, uh, that they're molded in. Okay. You guys with the, uh, with the defiant conversation, you need to hold it off. Cause we, can everybody hear the bubbles no. when they post a comment? No, I don't Oh, I heard him. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Maybe it, it. Maybe it's just me then. If it's not being recorded, I don't care. But all I hear is there is boop boop boop. But anyway, so core mech suit. It it is the most hollow thing you have ever seen in your life. And this is somebody that collects Combiner Wars Transformers. Um, but it was eight bucks. It comes with a figure. It has a chainsaw hand, a claw hand, and a Gatling gun shoulder cannon. So you can't go wrong with a mech suit that has those features. Um, let's see what else. Oh, I bought a Valor versus Venom. Uh, ever since Jokon and the Tiger Force set, I've been going off on a Tiger Force and Python Patrol kick. So I bought a Valor versus Venom Troop Builder, uh, Python Viper, and Televiper uh, two pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that. And I think I have it too. And I was like. It. it was like eight bucks shipped off of eBay, so I was like, yeah, I'll have another one. Um, and then uh, I haven't even freed it from its Amazon shipping box, uh, but I got Trypticon a couple days ago, nice. too. So I, I've never had a Trypticon. Um, I've never had a Scorponok. I didn't have a Fort Max until they reissued it. I didn't have a Metroplex until they reissued it. So all of these uh all of these reissues are perfectly fine in my opinion and, and I love getting something minty fresh from a box. Maybe you're gonna leave it in the box, right? Fuck no. <laughs> that thing's that thing's gonna slowly and cumbersomely walk across my floor. Uh maybe tonight. After really? Show. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I've just, uh, I've been, uh, I, I shouldn't even say too busy. I've been getting too drunk the last few <laughs> nights to break it open. A $160 toy. I, I want to be at least somewhat coherent when I open it up and play <laughs> with it for the first time. <laughs> um, so that's what I've got recently, at least. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and, and, and skip past the featured customs, uh, Swage, I really want to do your Bob. I thought that one was great. So we'll do that one next show. Um, and then of course, because it's been a year and a half, we don't have any listener feedback or questions, but, uh, I assume we'll get 
hopefully an avalanche of those actually in the next show, especially if, if we really publicize this the way I'd like it to be publicized. Um, so last up, grab bag. Um, again, uh, uh, Dave's been kind of staying, uh, uh, shying away from things. And so have I, I haven't watched all of these TV spots, but there has ever since JJ Abrams said, here's the last and final trailer. There has been like five or six TV spots that all have new footage, all have new scenes, um, but I haven't been paying attention to them I, I can't, whatsoever. I, I've been trying to stay spoiler free, but I, I just I'm weak. I can't resist. <laughs> and I'll watch it over and over. <laughs> All right. Well, we're definitely not going to talk about it, but that's what's been going on right now is there's just been a glut of new footage for The Force Awakens. And we are so close at this point. I, I don't want to hear or see anything about it. Um, Transformers. So we had talked about this earlier in the show, the Transformers experience. So this is uh, Victory Hill Exhibitions has been officially licensed uh, or got the license from Hasbro to do exhibits. They're talking about nationwide and possibly even internationally. Yeah, well, they're owned, uh, they're owned by City Neon, who got the other worldwide license. So uh, Victory Hill is owned by the company that just got the worldwide license for exhibitions um, from Hasbro. So it kind of falls right in line with that. And so, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a little... Um, trying to read through some of the comments, it, it looks like it's just going to be, you know, it's not going to be like at Universal where there's a ride and all that kind of stuff. So what you is know, this going to be like life-size Transformers or, I mean, what, no, what? nobody knows. They basically just announced that they had a space uh, for it and that it's uh, coming. There's no, I mean, this literally just came out a couple of days ago. I think there's uh-huh. no actual, you know, it wasn't already like being pre-produced. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is just an announcement saying that it's going to be opening up next year and a revolutionary new walkthrough exhibit that immerses audiences in the world of the Autobots and their ongoing battle to protect Earth against the evil Decepticons. I like it. And that's the direct quote. So, yeah. And it's going to be in Vegas, which I thought was kind of cool. Like, I'm like, this gives me hope for possibly a 2017 BotCon in Vegas. You know, like... I, I still don't get uh, – well, I mean, I kind of get what the club's decision is to go to these small towns and stuff like that. But, you know, go to Vegas. It's the cheapest pay- place to travel to. It's the cheapest place to stay. I Obviously, it's, it's probably not the cheapest place to hold a convention, or they would have already. But uh, – <laughs> But yeah, hopefully that'll light a fire under their ass. Yeah, I mean, just think, you know, you can go get whatever kind of pleasures you want <laughs> legally, except for except for marijuana. Legally, it is, it, and it's actually then... a, it's a felony in Las Vegas. Marijuana is really. 
Yeah, even my my stepbrother is a chef out there, and he's a huge stoner. And when I was 17, we went out there and visited him, and he's like, "Did you bring weed?" I'm like, I'm on a family vacation. <laughs> <laughs> of course I did. <laughs> and, and he's like, okay, well, I just wanted, uh, you know, I just wanted to tell you, it's really illegal out here. Even like a seed will get you a felony. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but anyways, any pleasures beyond uh, marijuana <laughs> is legal out there. That's probably why they don't. Uh, I mean, Fun Pub sort of clings to the idea that it's it's a family thing, and they want people to bring their kids, and oh, that might be why they don't hold it in Vegas. Well, see, uh, I don't know. I, I've been to Vegas once, and man, there was a ton of shit to do that had nothing to do with gambling or hookers. <laughs> I went that route for a while, but didn't they then also kind of go, "Eh, this isn't working. Now screw it," and go back to. <laughs> That's when the whole What Stays in Vegas campaign started. It's like, screw the kids. Nah, come here and, and get freaky. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I mean, that's why I'd go now. I'm just, but, you know, back then, you know, you got options. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Vern, you had uh, posted about the mini comic collection. Now, have you actually purchased this and received yeah, it? Yeah, I um, picked it up. Um, at a local bookstore in Baltimore, about just about a week and a half ago, and I'm telling you, if if you love the mini comics, and it's you know, it's something that you remember as a kid. And now, my first introduction to He-Man was through the mini comics. There wasn't a cartoon at the time, um, so that's all I really knew until Filmation came out with the the series. But I mean, some of the some of the art, you know, is a little, you know, it's not really great. Some of the stories are a little, you know, kitty. But I mean, a majority <laughs> of that stuff in there. Um, it's just really cool to see some of like the origins before filmation, you know, and, uh, it doesn't have the comics from like overseas and stuff. It's basically just the U S U S based things, but it, it does have the, uh, new adventures comics, which I never seen any of because I didn't collect He-Man when that, that I didn't even know that even existed, uh, when it came out and it has also the POP, the princess of power stuff. So, I've I've browsed through the book, you know, I've read it here and there, but I definitely like at night when I'm laying in bed, I'll pop it open and read through a few and, and but so far I'm really enjoying it. I, I I mean the 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 way that it's written, the the color, I mean it's just it's fantastic. It's it's done very well. And then there's every so many uh chapters they'll they'll do like a retrospect of uh, you know, how the, you know, the, the writer and the artist, and they'll just give you a little bit of backstories into, you know, how things were done and stuff like that. So I, I give it, you know, if you're a Masters fan, you, you would you definitely is thing that you should get for yourself. Great little Christmas gift. I mean, you know, if you're a reader, does uh, anybody else have this by chance? No, but you can pick this up at like a your local bookstore, or do you have to order this online? Yeah, I um I just called my local bookstore, like Books a Million at the mall, and I just called them up and I said, hey, do you have this? They're like, yeah, we have it in stock. I paid a little more for it. I think I paid. I think Amazon had it for like if you have Prime, you could have got it for like about twenty two or twenty three shipped. But I wanted it like now, so I paid like thirty bucks for it. But it, I would have paid fifty bucks for it. I mean, when you see it in person, the the thing weighs. It feels like it weighs about ten pounds. I mean, it's a thick, you know, hardback cover, uh, really well made book. I, I mean, even for thirty dollars, like I said, I would have paid another ten for it. Um, that that's how that's how much I like it. But uh, I mean, if you can get it on Amazon for twenty, it, uh, to me that would be a steal. 
No, I'll just go to my local bookstore. I'll, I'll definitely want to pick one up. Yeah, it's yeah, you would definitely like it, man. I mean, I'm telling you, it's it's got a lot of it, and it's 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 in order too, you know, like all the way from like the very beginning all the way to like Eternia and you know, uh the horde and it, it just goes from one one thing to the next. So you you can really get a good idea of, of you know how things progress as, as the line you know came out yeah i pre-ordered mine so i got the lowest price guarantee mine came out to 1685 oh, yeah, that, and it is it's it's like it's probably four inches mm-hmm. thick i mean it, it's not fucking around and it's it's a hardcover super glot the pages aren't the thickest yeah. But still, you're talking about like a 1,200-page book with full, glossy, blown-up pages of all the mini-comics. It, To me, if anybody's listening that's in a gift exchange or knows a Masters fan, it is probably the most affordable, most impressive uh, gift you could get somebody from the Masters universe. I mean, it it is super impressive. Yeah, and, and it has some of the more really hard to get stories you know like in if you never got attorney you never got the the book that went with that you know or if you never got twistoid or rotar you didn't get the books that went with those those are the ones on ebay to sell for big money a lot of people have never read those stories before you know and they're they're all in there you know and, and um I, i've really enjoyed reading through that stuff so yeah and if you're a cheapskate <laughs> He-Man.org does yeah. have scans yeah, do. of all of of all those harder to find, but yeah, like the Eternia mini comic is like sixty dollars yeah. by itself, yeah. just that one little mini comic, yeah. you know. So awesome, uh, GI Joe, Mister Roger, uh, Akiva Goldsman to lead a writer's team for upcoming G.I. Joe movies. What's going on with this? Story? Well, apparently he's got a bunch of, I guess, the same guys who did the Hasbro movies. I guess he's got these guys together doing G.I. Joe now. He's encouraged them to read the books, uh, watch the cartoon, and play with the toys. And this somehow will come up with a great uh, movie plot for their next movies. Did you say... that? from the transformers writers <laughs> no i'm no I, I, I want to make sure i heard that right yeah uh, i think so yeah did i say that oh, oh man you you said hat you said hasbro uh, but the transformers are the only ones that have it, it's so it's the same team that they put together it's it's basically a writer's room of like 18 people yeah. to come up with new stories they're the ones that have pitched and gotten the the next three Transformers movies approved. So we don't know. It's not the ones that wrote the ones before. No. So we don't – who knows? Maybe this may be a revolution and we actually get three good Transformers movies out of this. But They also got Micronauts I, and they have G.I. Joe as well. Yeah. I mean I – I think it's good because they're writers. It's it's not a fan trying to adapt a story that was told previously or something like that. These are people that their jobs are writing creative stories and they they need to learn about the characters and stuff like that, but I think they might bring a new perspective to both franchises. 
And, and what it does also is it puts the possibility of a crossover even closer if the same writing teams are writing for both franchises. Well, they've already basically said for toy-wise they're going to do more crossovers between Transformers and G.I. Joe. Like That's inevitably going to happen regardless. So maybe down the road we'll see that universe cross in cinematic on the big screen, to be honest with you. So. Um, so because this is our last topic, uh, Swish, sounds like you kind of made your opinion clear on what you think of the, the uh, Bay movies. <laughs> no, I was I, I just, I, yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't understand that whole statement for a second there. I just kind of, I fried up a little bit. I was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you mean the old writers or the new ones that we haven't got to learn to hate yet? Because if that was the case, you know, if it was the Bay ones, it's like, okay, go ahead, read the books, read the comics, watch the show, play with the toys, and then forget every fucking thing about that except the names and make a horrible movie is what I thought was coming out of that. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> all we're going to do is, you know what, we're going to take the names, we're going to put them on random stuff. And just get like a real hot, probably too close to underage chick in the movie. And then we're just going to see what happens. So yeah. just remember this stuff for fun and you can laugh at it later. <laughs> <laughs> so does anybody in the group find anything redeeming in the Bay series of Transformers movies? Or, or and well, so let's start with Bay. Anybody find anything redeeming in those? The sheer amount of crickets, explosions. <laughs> that, I think that's really about the only positive that came out of anything. The first one is watchable. <clears throat> See, I agree with you. I I went into that first one and I with low expectations, and I actually enjoyed it. Okay, now same thing with uh, the Joe movies. Anything redeemable from either one of the Joe movies? Uh, let's start with the Joe guy, Roger. The Rock. If they and that's well, it. Well, if they carry on with the Rock, like I didn't really agree with the whole fucking. Everybody's a ninja in the second one, and the Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow story, like this again, they need to fucking walk away from that and kind of just start from the basics. So hopefully playing with 81 and reading the comics in the beginning stages where it was all about the, the, the 13 and everything else, maybe they'll start coming together and making a decent movie. Uh, second most invested, Dave? Um, I always say that the first movie isn't necessarily a, a bad movie. It's just not a good G.I. Joe movie. Um, if it was like a, a remake of Megaforce... That that seventy yeah. classic, well, be <laughs> it would be a really good movie. Force, yeah, but but it's not a good GI Joe movie. Um, you know, my I have a very huge investment in the character of the Baroness, and they completely screwed her up. So that's why that movie's dead to me. And then <laughs> the second one is watchable. It's okay, and The Rock is the best thing in that movie. Yeah, Hell I mean, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, keep the rock, basically, like, jettison everything else and start over. Yep, I agree. Uh, Swayze, you, I assume you've seen the G.I. Joe movies, right? I, I think I saw the first one. There was a there was a Wayans <laughs> brother in that one, right? Yes, yep. there was. 
Okay, yeah. yeah. I remember watching that and thinking it was, you know, it was kind of fun, but I didn't really connect it to, to G.I. Joe in my head. It would just seem like a random, you know, kind of exactly. action type movie. Exactly. But it, obviously, I mean, it wasn't good enough for me to, to bother watching the second one. So, you know, I mean, it wasn't anything to, terrible to me, but it wasn't anything worthwhile to keep up with as a as a casual observer. And then, uh, Vern, what about you? Sir? I don't know about you guys, but uh, Channing Tatum was the hottest thing <laughs> for me. Those were... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like the second one better. The Rock, you know, he was he was good. Um, I always think of, I have a hard time, like especially the Transformers and GI Joe, like they to live up to you know expectations, and they they just you know I I I, I, I like. I think about like the 87 He-Man movie. Like if you look, watch that movie and you don't think about it as a He-Man movie, it's not that bad. You know what I mean? Like, and that's why how, how I think some of like the GI Joe movies are. If, like if you don't really think about them as being GI Joe, they may be a little better than what they are, but you know, they're watchable to me. I mean, I don't, I don't hate them. You know what I mean? It makes me fear what they would do if there ever is a real He-Man movie, like how it would turn out. You know, if they, yeah. they are doing stuff and hot. Uh, anybody know who's that coming from? I can see it yeah. on your Skype. Looks like it's coming from Roger on my side. Roger. Is that right? What? The static. Is there... mm. <laughs> where, where are other people not hearing well, that? Big, static. Like static storm? Okay. I didn't hear any static. All right. Yeah, Slick, well, no Slick did you see the, uh, the guy that the muscle builder? That they were taught, he'd come out on his, um, I think Instagram and said he got a part for the He-Man movie. I think his name was like Mike, Mike O'Hearn or something like that. He's a big, big bodybuilder guy. Did you see that? Yeah, that dude's yeah, ridiculous. Like that, they, he literally looks like his muscles are gonna fucking pinch his head. <laughs> <off. laughs> you know? Yeah. Let alone what's going on anywhere else in his vulnerable areas, you know, like that, that shit was scary. You know, he reminded me of those, uh, like clickbait, clickbait ads where it's like, I gained 200 pounds of muscle and it's like photoshopped (laughs) where it's just some huge guy with a tiny little head on him. (laughs) Yeah, I, I'll be curious about that. The, I almost put in there was a story about the about the Masters movie, but uh, we'll t- maybe we'll talk about it next time if there's more to talk about. But uh, like I say, I I love the first one, uh, the first Transformers movie. Uh, low expectations. Hated the second one. Went into the third one, low expectations, liked it. I liked the storyline. At least it followed a vintage story. And then the fourth one was, uh, I like I like Marky Mark. I think he's a good actor. So he he was okay in that. So, and you, then, so you liked Optimus Prime's kill all humans attitude? No, I, I, I've hated Optimus Prime's characterization since the second movie. What, when he was ripping off people's said, faces? Yeah, where he said, give me your face. That was the most ridiculous thing ever. That's, uh, that's totally what? in character with, with... Optimus Prime wanted someone's face? Optimus Prime ripped off several people's faces. Like, yeah. humans. Move. 
And it's the one thing to rip somebody's face off, but it's another <laughs> thing to have a piece of dialogue that says, give me your face. <laughs> That's brutal. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then Joe, uh, first movie, I, I totally agree. Total Megaforce remake it would be, is how I saw that and, and enjoyed some parts of it. Um, and then the second movie was much better, but still, they're they're still way off the mark. But again, this kind of stuff doesn't it doesn't phase me. I'm not that fanboy that's mad about anything. I mean, I don't give a shit if you fuck up a figure, you make a bad movie, you put out a shitty series. I'm never gonna get mad about fuck any of this you. stuff. Yeah, no you know? shit. Fuck that. No fucking soul. <laughs> you don't care about this shit. I'm out of here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it'll be interesting. I really would love to see a crossover movie, even if it is the worst movie ever made. I think it'd be it'd be interesting to see how bad it could Actually, be. Actually, that's called you know? uh, that's called Gem. If you're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what that's what John uh, Chu is that right? Yes, John Chu yeah. is that the way it was saying is let's make a Transformer GI Joe and Jim crossover like yeah. All Brian has to do is rip someone's face off and fuck. There we go. <laughs> and then become a YouTube star. Yeah, give me your <laughs> beaver. <laughs> All right. Well, this has gone on long enough, enough, man. Uh, this has been amazing. I, I am so excited to fucking talk toys again, especially with such an esteemed panel. So thank you, guys. I I, I really can't say it enough. I, I really appreciate you uh, really making this – the best show it possibly can be, you know, thank you guys so much for being a part of this. And, and I look forward to doing this every other week. Uh, everybody, we're going to work on the time. We'll try to get it trimmed down <laughs> four That's hours to two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll work on the time. We'll try to get this trimmed down. But, uh, I, I personally, I think this has been absolutely amazing. I, I, I respect all of you guys as collectors and as people and, and really look forward to doing this over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, let's get her done, boys. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I, I think that's it. If anybody else want anybody else have any last words, want to throw a dig in there. Um, we're not, I, I'm not too big on shout outs. I figure those will happen naturally as we talk about some of our favorite shows and some of our favorite people in the community. But, uh, anybody have any last words for this first show of the new open your toys cast? I just want to say it's been a blast. Thanks guys. I mean, it's, it's been fun. Sweet. All right, guys. Well, um, that's it. Uh, <laughs> Shit, I can't even remember what we used to say. Anybody remember what our outro used to be? I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we should go to break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. I oh, Pisa, I remember. It? No, it was uh, it was uh, we'll see you uh, sooner rather than later or later oh, rather than soon. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, all right, guys. All right, peace. 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 peace.